All right, welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a good break. Welcome to part two. Um, as we've been doing, we're going to review uh, episode two of The Mandalorian and then just a general discussion and spoilers of episode seven of Hannibal. So we'll start with episode two of the Mandalorian. And um, I guess the old tricks are the best tricks. Cause, uh, and, and also where the fuck were these aliens at? The, the, like it was three of them, right? They set up the clothes. Wait, wait, what are we, which, what are we talking about? Mandalorian. Okay, so we're going into Mandalorian first. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, I guess sometimes old tricks are the best. So, you know, we're seeing Man- we're seeing Din driving the speeder bike, and then we see it cuts between him and then like this alien pounding a stake into a into a rock, and I'm like, oh god, please tell me they're not. And they did the clothesline mm. trap. I. You would think, go considering he is being hunted, going through a narrow canyon like that, he would be on the lookout for such things. And like, what about his helmet? Like, it, it's got like those, like, um, I can lose my train of thought. Like he he could what well, he could see footprints in in the snow, like later on in the episode. But he he doesn't like pop up a wing. Like, hey, there's. You know, three life forms up ahead. Yeah, you'd think there'd be some kind of software for that to be like, hey, heat signatures up ahead. As he was getting closer, I was like, dude, how do you not see these two dudes behind that rock? Like, I can see you over the shoulder of one of them. How can you (laughs) not see them? (laughs) That's why I was like, you're just not even paying attention anymore, are you? Like, He evidently was not. But I guess that's uh, furthering the plot along for whatever reason. So they have it set up. They throw the rope across the narrow canyon or, you know, narrow oh, uh, bottleneck. It's the best way I can say it. it's a bottleneck between giant boulders. Mm-hmm. And just as he's about to come in, they yank it. He gets caught. And I was thinking, actually, I was actually thinking about this when I was going to bed last night. Where the fuck was the child at when he, when the bike was flip-flopping and then, you know, Mando does, you know, he's fucking like thrown across the sand. Where the hell was baby Yoda at? Cause I remember him being in the saddlebag and then nothing. Yeah. When he hit the rope, they show Mando flipping and then they show baby Yoda like flipping under the rope and rolling out of the, th- out of the uh, carrier. Uh, I must not have must not have caught that but yeah so that happens and there's like two normal size aliens that he starts to beat the shit out of and then the little dick bag alien goes and grabs the grappling hook rifle and and I'm once again like where's his fucking heads up display warning that somebody's about to shoot at him but I guess he had the sixth sense thing going Mm. and uh Alien shoots the grapple, and he puts some other dude in the way, and or, yeah, well, he puts. Some- it was well, no, it was weird because what, like, he shot the grappling hook, and he and then catches it, and then he p- 
pulls on it and pulls it out of the little alien's hands, and then it, I guess, retracts its line and shoots and and shoots towards Din and actually hits his two the two guys he's fighting in the back of the head and just not either kills them or knocks them out cold. Right, like they're just done. So lucky, lucky shot for him. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so we see the little alien has has Baby Yoda puts a knife to his throat and is gesturing. And and this was something else that that I was wondering. For have you read any of the no longer canon Star Wars books? No, I have yet to sit down and actually start going through the Star Wars lore. I need to. I just. I, when do I have the time to just sit down and enjoy myself <laughs> anymore? <laughs> so, um, for those who who may have read some of the books, the language that everyone speaks is called basic. You know, with the exception of Huttese or or road, um, what are those fucking aliens called? The the ones that look like Greedo, Rodans, Rodanese. No, I think, no, they speak Huttese too. And I'm, I'm going to bring this up again later, but I, I just, I just want, I want that in, want that in front of everybody's mind. So little, little midget aliens gesturing, I guess, at, at Den's backpack, at his jetpack. He's like, Oh, you want this? Okay, just don't hurt the child. So he sets it down, and I'm like, Din, what are you doing? And then <laughs> he sets it down. Little alien takes it, and, like, he's just running off. Like, what? What? what is that going to accomplish for you in the middle of the fucking desert? Also, Din didn't give... Din didn't give him an oath that he wouldn't kill him. So what was stopping Din from just shooting him in the back? Right, like it's like, the... and and yeah, that too. But it, I thought it was hilarious how he handled it. He triggered on his on his uh, arm device thing and turned the jetpack on. Now I was wondering if he was going to be able to do that because I thought the jetpack was like a mental link between the wearer and the pack itself. I think they just have to learn. How, I think it's very much the same way you learn how to fly an actual aircraft. You you just you know turn it on, and it's like I don't know. It's just you learning how to use it properly. Um, I did. But was the little alien that took the jetpack was that a Jawa? Was that just a bounty hunter if it, Jawa? If it was, it wasn't wearing its cloak because we. We've we've only ever seen Jawas wearing the cloaks with the you know glowing yellow eyes. Yeah, but he was all covered up, so I figured that would be fine enough. Mostly, they just have to be covered. As far as whenever you see them, they're always covered. <sighs> it could be, but then so he activates the jetpack, sends it up flying in the air, and like you really only see him doing stuff on his wrist, mm. but you can just picture the this poor alien being sent through barrel rolls and loops then you hear him fall and then the jetpack lands back down where din had set it yeah that's when i laughed when he just fell out of the sky it's like ah. i was like yeah that's pretty Turbs good right. um, and then then he's 
pack muling all his shit from where he was, where the trap was sprung back to um, whatever city that the mechanic chick is at. Yeah. And one thing, one thing came to mind. How long did it take him to walk that far? I don't know. I assume he was drinking a lot of water because being in that suit of armor, carrying all that stuff, walking through the desert, jeez. Yeah, and then, then I was also thinking poor Baby Yoda because he was back in that little pocket sling like on, on Din's like, stomach. Yeah. Like, what about him? Like, if, if it took him like an hour to walk back, okay, I could see that. But if it was like half a day or more, to be uh, so i'm of the mind and i i actually heard about this episode before i ever watched it i wasn't told like exactly what it was but i was like i i I saw articles like community is kind of iffy on baby yoda after second or third episode and i didn't understand what they were talking about until i got through this episode so I'm kind <laughs> of of the mind of fuck Baby Yoda. Like... Yeah. And, and I remember that. I remember that outrage about this episode. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, eh, it, I mean, it's a TV show. Well, okay, it's... So let, let's, let's go ahead and say what this issue was. Baby Yoda ate like three or four of the frog lady's eggs. Basically her children. And... See, okay, so Baby Yoda is a child, right? And I say this all the time because everybody likes to act like their kids are some special little snowflakes. Your child is the personification of human nature. And human nature is gimme, 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 I want, and it doesn't care how it gets what it wants as long as it gets what it wants. If you think even for a moment that your children wouldn't eat you to get the things that they want, you are wrong. (laughs) if if it came to getting what if it was a choice between you and getting what it wanted your child would slit your throat in a heartbeat and sleep like a fucking baby the next night they don't care they don't give a fuck that's just the way kids are (laughs) um and it's just the way they are you have to teach them how to be human beings you have to teach them to be kind you have to teach them what boundaries are you have to teach them to respect things because baby yoda is told several times stay the fuck away from the eggs don't eat the eggs there's a point in the episode where the frog lady literally saves baby yoda's life and then at the end of the episode he still eats another one of her children and what makes it even worse is she it is constantly reiterated that these eggs are the last of her bloodline. If those eggs right. die, that is the end of her family. That's the end of her family line. Baby Yoda doesn't give a fuck. And I know he doesn't understand what that means, but he is told repeatedly to leave them alone. No. And he's like, nah, fuck that. I'm eat them. And I'm like, you know what, baby Yoda? Fuck you. But I'm gonna eat them though. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but they're but but I'm hungry and they're tasty and I'm gonna eat them though. And I'm just like, fuck you, baby Yoda. <laughs> it, like you you get this, you get you, you think because baby Yoda is a Yota and they live so long as basically small children, you you get the sense that he is 
like he's experienced enough to understand that if he's told not to do something, he won't do something. No, no. He's basically a toddler. If it is small enough to fit into his mouth, he's like, oh, it must be food. And that's what gets them into. Yeah, it's like, dude, I, I like I, I, st- I spent a lot of time with uh, a couple of my friends, small kids, like when they were like just when they're newborns and when they're toddlers, like they're under a year to a year old. If it is small enough to fit in their mouth, as far as they're concerned, it's food. They don't give a shit. Like if you're not there to watch them every second, they will kill themselves. They will outright kill themselves. Put you putting shit in their mouth and trying to eat it. Like it's yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and the thing is, you like like it's like, but it's how they explore the world. It's like no, because they're trying to eat everything. There's no exploration. There is what I can eat. There is, oh, is it small enough to go in my mouth? Then it must be food. Does it taste bad? Spit it out. Try something else. Is it too big to go in my mouth? It must not be food. That is the extent of their exploration. There's nothing else behind it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, at no point in time have I seen a toddler pick something up and examine it like ooh what's this nope it immediately goes into their mouth and if they cannot eat and or swallow it they either toss it away and look for something else to try to eat um or it's probably feeding time and, and it's especially worse because they have actual feeding times like even babies get used to the time of day when it's time to be fed, and they will cry before their mothers actually are, uh, like, right as their mothers are getting ready to feed them. So they they get the routine. They know when food is coming, and they still try to eat everything they get their hands on. Like, uh, mm. uh, <laughs> Douchebag baby gonna be a douchebag baby. <laughs> But yeah, like Yoda's just another child. He he doesn't give a fuck. And this is the and you know what? It's also Din's fault as well because after he caught Yoda eating them the first time, after he yeah, after he caught baby Yoda eating them the first time, he never should have let him out of his sight. Like it <laughs> it really amazes me when Din decides to leave baby Yoda alone and when he doesn't decide to leave baby Yoda alone. Like when they're out, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you get up to that part, but it's just like, I, I don't understand Din's parenting. There are times when it's like, dude, you probably shouldn't leave beta, baby Yoda alone for as long as you do, and he does. And then there are times when, like, dude, you could have just left baby Yoda there, and he's like, nope, he's got to come with me. And it's starting to feel like it's just plot, th- it's just plot driven. <laughs> right? <sighs> And so, uh, so he he makes it back, and he meets up with the mechanic chick. I I didn't get her name, and I'm just gonna call her mechanic chick. And she's playing cards with a giant ant. And uh, so, you know, she's you know she's like, so how'd it go? It's like, well, it turns out he wasn't a Mandalorian, so now I'm out of leads, and then course plot plot magic and starts chittering and it's like well well he knows something but uh can you cover his bet for him and you know so din drops some silver down 
and she and she basically card sharked him. It's like uh like full house or whatever. They only had three cards, but yeah. So she won, and we find out that there's a, a source and you have to rendezvous at the hangar. They always do some some shit like that. We have to rendezvous at X. Yeah. Which immediately made and me I, think I, it was shady. It's like, why do you need to rendezvous with the what? Yeah. So on my notes, I was like rendezvous at hangar equals sus. And mm. I, I just thought it was. Sus. Uh. And then so up and we see Frog Lady. And I was like, oh, this is the episode with Frog Lady. And uh, I forget why I put this down, but the mechanic chick is crazy. Yeah, she's a little loopy. Of course, she doesn't have eyebrows either, and how can you trust people without eyebrows? Well, she's also like a mechanic, <laughs> and well, you know, they, they get loopy after a certain amount of time of working with machines and inventing things and taking things apart and putting them back together. Like, And I don't say that as like that's a real-world thing, but every character in any kind of show, if, you, and if they're a mechanic or some kind of uh, mechanical inventor, they're always a bit crazy. Like, okay, good case in point. You remember the inventor from DuckTales? Well, you remember the inventor from Back to the Future. Doc? A little crazy. Oh, oh, right, but the inventor from DuckTales, his name was Gyro Gearless. Yeah. (laughs) Always, always a little off their nut. So, you're not wrong. And so this, and then, so... Um, so we find out that frog lady knows something or her husband knows something, but she has to get to this planet by the equinox or some shit and you can't travel by hyperspace. Yeah. It's a, basically what it is, is she needed in exchange for the information of a contact who can lead him to other Mandalorians. She needs a ride over to the planet where her husband is. He, apparently went to the planet first to get everything ready for them to be able to live. They can't do a hyper jump because if they do, it'll kill the eggs. And like you said, it's the last of her line. She has to get there by the equinox so that they can be fertilized or they basically will be useless. So her line will end. So she has to be there by the equinox. That's why they have, they can't go by a hyperspace because it'll kill the eggs instantly. Just setting up that impossible goal. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's a good way for them to have set it up. Like, I don't know exactly how the hyperspace works, so I can't say it's bullshit, but I can understand that, like, you know, her embryonic eggs could not survive that kind of jump. That kind of jump. I mean, all throughout Star Wars, people talk about how hard it is just to do it. Like, it it sucks to hyper jump. Yeah, and also a, a correlation. If you remember the first Men in Black, uh, when Jay helps give you know helps birth the uh, the squid baby, and then Kay is like, why would they risk a hyper jump with a newborn? So I guess that's kind of a a sci fi culture thing. Maybe there's some kind of radiation that you is around the hyperspace tunnel or some shit. Yeah. It it always seems like when they do something like hyperspeed or uh, hyperspace or light speed travel, it is physically taxing. 
on anyone who goes through it. So it may just be the fact that children that young just can't deal with that stress. Their bodies just can't handle it. Just like if, just like if you put a one-year-old in the cockpit of a fucking j- fighter jet and just sent it screaming at full speed, that that kid ain't coming back, <laughs> right? Uh, well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So it could be like the hyperdimensional equivalent of yeah. So that makes sense. So yeah, so so that all that set out, and so then Baby Yoda, Frog Lady, and her eggs jump into the razor crest and i don't know if i'd mentioned this in the past mm. season but i really noticed it on this episode that the razor crest kind of looks like serenity yeah you noted that and it does yeah if it was like squished if it was squished down and made small yeah yeah so and then once they get into the ship and start traveling this is where baby yoda eats the first mm. egg and okay, so we're getting we're getting to the point where I wanted you to keep the basic thing in mind. Um, when when they're making the deal of him taking Frog Lady, she's speaking in her frog language. Evidently, the mechanic understands, but then does well, right? He just doesn't speak her language. The mechanic does. Like, and they even show when the mechanic is in the card game against the like ant like alien. She's speaking its language, mm-hmm. so she obviously knows like several. Di- she's she's multilingual. Din isn't. I think he knows Mandalorian, right. Basic, and Hut, and I think that's it. And sand. Oh, people. and yeah, and sand people. He just. It, oh yeah, and then he even yeah he even brought that up when when him and Frog Lady were sitting in the cockpit. He was like, "Do you speak Hutties?" And then he says it yeah. Hutties, and she's just kind of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's happening. And (laughs) when, when baby Yoda ate that first egg, I had a, I had a thought Mm -hmm. and it might've been something that I had seen somewhere before, but it it came into my mind. I was like, so is that why nothing on Dagobah ever bothered Yoda? Cause he would just fucking eat it. That actually popped up in my head. Not, not that, <laughs> not that, but something similar popped up in my head because later on in the episode, uh, he finds another egg that he breaks, uh, that baby Yoda breaks open and he just eats the embryo mm-hmm. out of. And I'm like, dude, can Yoda's mm-hmm. just eat anything with no side effects? I haven't seen this kid. <laughs> this kid has eaten so many random things and just nothing affects it. And they're all things from different planets with different ecosystems. It's like they seem to just be able to eat whatever they want, no matter what it is. I'm surprised he's not eating rocks. Like, apparently, nothing bothers this kid's <laughs> stomach. <laughs> he's, oh, oh, what was it? Who was, who was it in Ranma that, um, it was the the chick with the spatula. Uh, right? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Cast iron stump. Yeah, that, that just made me think of that. But uh, you know, I had, so I had that thought, and then here comes the danger. They're you know they're cruising along, and all of a sudden here come two X wings, or New Republic X wings, and they evidently know that the ship is called the Razor Crest, even though the beacon's not on. So they're they're talking to him, and then we have that kind of throwback to um, a New Hope when 
Pawn is trying to talk with the uh, the stormtroopers like outside the detention level. And they're like, we noticed your beacon wasn't on. Uh, yeah, it's an old ship. You know, I, I'm not, I don't have to fly with the beacon on, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And then they're like, well, there, there's new rules. Could you turn your beacon on? And he's like, uh, I, I don't have a beacon. <laughs> uh, well, if you don't have a beacon, quick, we're going to have to uh, you know, take you back. And, Sorry for this quick interruption, yeah. but the entire time I was watching this exchange with Din, I'm just sitting here like, Din, I know you're a bounty hunter. You normally don't talk to people very much, but seriously, dude, come up with better lies. What the <laughs> fuck? How, you're a bounty hunter. How have you? Well, no, he just shoots everything that gets in. The, yeah, okay. It's like, yeah. Uh, but uh, still, this is like ridiculously how bad he is at this. I am. It is. It is. It says something to the plot armor that he has at the moment he comes up with like the excuse of oh I don't have it on and they're like well could you turn it on and he's like oh oh I don't have one and then like the fact that they didn't immediately go okay buddy pull over it just astounds me to the plot armor he has because that would any anyone else in that situation would have been like okay dude pull over like you're obviously fucking lying (laughs) right and then but it it only gets worse so so they're like okay well you're gonna have to uh you know, come with us to whatever city so we can run tabs on you. And then he's like, oh, oh, wait, no, there's my beacon. Um, and they're like, so, so turn it on. And he flicks it on, and then all, and then there's just silence. And then you see the, X, the S-foils lock into attack position. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, he, and then he cheeses it, and they're like, we got to yeah. run. And, and shit, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to look this up. Because uh, you know that noise, it, it's like a like an industry standard when a plane is diving. You hear that kind of high pitched squealing noise. Yeah. That was actually a real thing in World War II. It, I forget it was a uh, some kind of German plane, but they designed it so when this plane was diving in to bomb, you heard that noise and it became like a like an additional psychological warfare thing when it came to, you know, that particular plane doing bomb runs. I just thought it was interesting now, now that I knew that, that that's what, you know, film industry uses to signify a diving plane or diving aircraft of some kind. And (laughs) yeah, so he leads them on a chase through and we're on an ice planet again for whatever godforsaken fucking reason. Leads him through the canyon. You know, he does a sharp turn, goes into like a, a giant cave opening, bangs up the ship a little, but makes it through the other side, crash lands and slides to a stop. We think we're out of the woods? No. Ground caves in. I. Uh, and, quick interjection. I will say this: ahead. like Din knows his ship inside and out. To pull the maneuvers he pulled, you have to know the aircraft or vehicle that you are driving. Like, it, it, I'm impressed by the way that they set things up, where it's like he knows his ship so well. He 
knew it could not only do the things that he did with it, but actually withstand it. Because everyone who sees his ship calls it like an old junker that he needs to get rid of. So, like, this is an old model, like, spacecraft, right? But it... It's like the mm-hmm. old model uh, cars with the steel, with the like uh, steel and iron frames, not like the crumple cars we have now, like the deuces, mm-hmm. like like cars that would go through other cars. That's what his fucking uh, spacecraft is. So yeah. yeah, and right. So we 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 jump out of the frying pan, but into the fire because the. The ground collapses and they fall into another cavern. You know, the whole integrity is damaged. There's a giant fucking hole in the side of the ship. And, you know, so now they've got that problem. Now, this is where I wanted you to keep that in mind. So Din, Din's trying to do what he can, but there's really nothing he can do. So he's like, well, we're just going to have to wait until I can figure a way to get us out of this. So, you know, try and take a nap, you know, go to sleep. I think baby Yoda ate another egg. Yeah. He got to him again. And this, this is the thing with Din and the baby Yoda eating the eggs. So you catch him eating the eggs, right? Why the fuck wouldn't you put the eggs in a place? He either can't get to them or why would you ever leave baby Yoda out of your sight? Or just lock the damn container. Yeah, or lock it so he can't get... <laughs> it must have some kind of locking mechanism. Or put them right next to give them to the frog lady and tell her to hold on to them and keep them instead of leaving them in the cargo hold. Like, there are so many ways he could right. have mitigated Baby Yoda's bullshit that he just didn't do. Typical parent. <laughs> <laughs> And then so so he's sleeping, she's she's worried, but then we see her look over at some droid head. Now was that wasn't IG nine or that that wasn't the assassin droid, it's some something else. And just somehow this frog lady, you know, um, refugee on a on another planet has enough mechanical ability to hack into this thing's vocabulator to speak basic to him. Wait, say again? Okay, so when when they're when Yoda, baby Yoda and Dinner asleep and she's sitting there worried but then she looks over, you know, to the wall and there's the the droid the droid's head oh, sitting yeah, on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's got enough mechanical ability to hack into its vocabulator to be able to speak to him. Why doesn't she just have a translator? See, that's what I'm Mm. saying. That's what I'm saying. And then this is where this is where I'm bringing up the, the basic thing. So she's speaking frog, which is translating into basic. So Din can understand. He responds in basic to her, and and then which in turn she speaks frog, and then speaks and then is translated into basic, so she can understand him. Like, ugh, plot armor. Like, but there's she, this whole communication issue. Well, maybe, maybe the problem is that 
her mouth cannot speak basic. Because she's got a big frog's mouth. She may not be able to actually physically speak basic because of that. Which is why... They... Right, but she can she can but she can't understand it, it, yeah. I wonder if she can write it. She could have written him notes and stuff. Or use like a data pad and type some, some yeah. stuff out. But you know, that that's the thing that kind of that's that irritates. It's another one of those moments you know, where like, it seemed uh, like there were other solutions to this problem, but no one thought of them because plot. Yeah, and so they so she uses this this ant this droid's head, and when it speaks, it fucking scares the shit out of him. And I don't know why, but so well, it's one of the assassin droids. That's one of the assassin droids. That's why he says, "Hey, that's a dangerous robot. Don't just do that. Don't just like tap into it and turn it back mm. on." It's one of the. I, I'm pretty sure it's one of the. Is it one of the robots from that uh, from the episode in the first season where he goes to like that that prison to get that Twi'lek out? Is it one of those robots? It could, it could be because it, it wasn't IG ninety nine or whatever that that one that yeah. blew itself up. Because that one had a, that one had a specifically different kind of scary looking multiple like telescope. It had like the the yeah the multi jointed head that had the that could spin in different uh yeah in directions yeah so so she imparts oh and then she also has she also has to bring up that you know he's a mandalorian and you know i I thought mandalorians were these great things i guess they're just fairy tales told to kids it's like like really she (laughs) that bitch (laughs) she had to go and do that so um because I watched when did I watch this I, I think I watched this earlier this week and then just did the notes uh, so she gives him the stern talking to, but then still runs off. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why would an amphibian, which can freeze, can turn into an ice. Why would it run off? What? <laughs> what are you laughing at? Not good. Good. You know, like, this amphibian, which is mostly water, could turn into an ice cube, but it just decides to walk off in the middle of a fucking ice Yeah, cube. that didn't make any sense to me. It also didn't make any sense as to why she did it. Did she know the heated pool that she, they find her in was there? How? And if she didn't know it was there, why the fuck would she go out in freezing cold temperatures and just start wandering around? She doesn't know what the fuck is out there. She doesn't know if there are any dangerous animals. With her, like, yeah, it's, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, but so he uses the thermal tracking in his helmet to follow her footsteps, and he finds her in a hot spring. All the eggs are floating in the hot spring, and he's like, "Hey, we've got to go." You know, I'm going to try to get the ship fixed, and he's like gathering up the eggs, and of course, there's Baby Yoda trying to grab one and then you just see his hand come in with his finger wagging like uh uh-uh. uh no. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. kind of funny and then that's where, that's where you um, where you mention the other 
the other eggs, and the cavern is fucking Yeah, and them. they suspiciously look like the jars from the Prometheus uh, movie that have the black goo in them. They very suspiciously look like well, that. I, what I thought was the eggs from, from the Alien franchise. Eh, they didn't look like facehugger eggs to me. They just looked like the jars the black goo was in. With their with the cylindrical shape and whatnot. Well, yeah. So I was so I wrote down why am I reminded yeah. of Alien? It looks, it looks, and then that's when Baby Yoda broke into one, pulls out the the baby, yeah, and, just, and just, I was like, just damn it, it, Baby Yoda, just and whatever decides it likes the taste, and then all the other ones I guess start waking up. I I don't even know. I, like I'm not even sure if they were hatching yeah. or if they were just waking up. So I I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's when I wrote. Oh, it's worse because yeah. then there's hundreds of these spider yeah. things. I like thought <laughs> there there is a creature that looks like them in the Kotor games, and that's what I thought they were. And I was like, oh, that's bad. And then they turned out that they, they turned out to be something else, but still just as bad. And I was, and then the like, I guess the adult version showed up, and it's this huge, like dump truck sized one. And 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 like mm-hmm. the first thing I, I I'm like thinking to myself is, what the fuck is that thing eating to be that size? What else is on here for that thing to eat? <laughs> that thing is huge. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it eats its own. Oh, yeah. Might explain why there's so many of them. Yeah. So so that happens, and then we have the, uh, I called it the spider chase, uh, back to the ship. And then so, like, he's he's using his blaster pistol to pick them off. He throws a couple of those little tiny grenades. And then so why didn't he lead with the wrist flamethrower? I don't know. I I guess it's that I guess it's that trope. I don't know. I I feel like I guess the flamethrower only has so many like so much fuel since it is a wrist mounted one. So that's what I assume, but I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of there seems to be a simple solution for this that no one is using until the plot decides it's okay to use it. And uh, I hope that's not indicative of what will be going on in the rest of the season because I really like Mandalorian, but it can't be doing stuff like this. Right. So they make it back to the ship and, you know, he's like, okay, well, we'll just have to pressurize the cockpit and be cramped up, you know, for the rest of the trip. He gets, gets everything to start working. The ship starts taking off and then here comes the giant fucking spider landing down on top of him with that kind of horror inducing weird. Oh yeah. These things were very Lovecraftian. Um, and then it like punched a hole right through the hull of the Razor Crest, right? Is what it's called. Yeah, punched a hole. Yeah. Uh, it actually uh, the cockpit. was it the cockpit? I know it wasn't the glass of the cockpit. Yeah. It was like like right through the metal hull, and I was like, "Holy shit! How the fuck did this thing just puncture the hole like that?" I mean, I know it's big, but that's ridiculous. Um, it's not a crate dragon, uh, but uh. 
Yeah, and then <laughs> it tries to go through the windshield. That stops it. So I. Yeah, so then Mandalore, and then Den's like, "All right, I'm gonna go try to fend these off." He grabs, I guess, uh, not his big rifle, but another one. Goes down, starts walking out, and then all of a sudden, you hear other other laser fire, and I'm like, "Is that a Tie Fighter? Why is there a Tie Fighter shooting at at, at stuff?" Oh, it turns out the uh, the two guys from the X Wing flew in to the cavern, landed. And they're they're just taking pot shots from their from their cockpits with their with their laser rifles, just killing off all the all the spider things. And then the guy's like, "Well, we ran tabs on your ship, and it turns out you have an arrest warrant for, uh, I guess, kidnapping Baby Yoda." But then we also saw you had three captures of something something, and uh, it's like, "Well, so you know, you're okay." And then he's like, "Well." And then Den's like, well, if I give you those bounties, will you help me fix my ship? And they're like, uh, just turn on your transponder next time, and then they take off. It's like, wow, and they just left. Okay, dick move, but whatever. <laughs> then we have the quick repairs, and he's able to get the Razor Crest limping. And then, like you said, the episode ends with Baby Yoda. Yeah, like after she day. saved his life in everything and we have seen that he's at least intelligent or aware enough to understand at least that much someone is someone has protected me and he was like yeah but fuck it though those eggs are delicious (laughs) (laughs) so so i made the mistake of watching uh one and a half more episodes uh, so it turns out there is something that Baby Yoda eats that doesn't agree with him, and you'll find out later. But yeah, so that's uh, that's episode two of yeah. season two of The Mandalorian. <sighs> was that episode two or was it episode three? So, okay, so it was episode, that was episode two. two. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's continue on. With our uh, spoilers and thoughts on episode okay. seven of Hannibal, it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty eventful episode, actually. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was no, no. Was continue your oh, Go ahead. Sorry. So I was curious because when they're when they're at the opera, and you know, you, you got the one. I just put down, you know, opera rich white people shit because, like, with the exception of like one or two or three, it was all like rich white people just sitting there. Like, I don't know. Opera is just like it's either what it's like an Italian or Latin or something sung in and what is whatever. Yeah. So he's he's there at the opera. Oh, and then like. The, the sounders of three at the start of the episode, I was like, what the fuck is a sounder? Then he, then the guy answered, it was sounders is like a group of pigs. So they're thinking that the Chesapeake Ripper is killing the Chesapeake Ripper's killing is like, um, like slaughtering instead of just killing, like he's slaughtering meat. 
Well, Which, it's it's not that he's no no it's not that he's then, slaughtering them. It's he's shaming them. Like, yeah, and that 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 became an, an overlying one of the overlying concepts for the episode. Yeah, and they they they, they even talk about uh, looking a little deeper into some of the people, and they were all people who they they're basically. They had bad personalities. I don't know if they broken any laws or were previous criminals or anything like that, but they were they were dicks. They were assholes. Um, and the reason Jack's protege Miriam was not found in a similar fashion is because he actually respected her. There was nothing to shame when it came to her. So, right now, did you notice at the opera when? You know, he's trying to listen, and then you see the guy in the with the beard in the yeah. back trying to get his attention. That was Chuck's friend yeah, no. from Good We Luck talked Chuck. about that when we first showed up. No, showed up. <laughs> oh, damn. I need to I need to get better memory. Because I totally did not remember him. But like he's like trying his damnedest to get Lecter to notice him. And uh, after the after the opera, you know, Lecter's schmoozing with the schmoozing with like a old rich white hag, and she's like, "When are you going to have a feast again?" They were just the best. And uh, he does the double entendre. He's like, "Well, a feast will happen when it present presents itself." He's like, "You know, I, I can't serve you human until I can right. some more." And then what does he well? Do? Okay, so what ends what ends up happening is they find another uh, crime scene where a person has had their uh, some of their internal mm-hmm. organs removed, but it looks like there was a a fight, was- like a struggle, and when and they assume it is also the Chesapeake killer, but they also come up with the theory that it is uh, a smuggling ring, an organ smuggling ring, right? Um. And this show has a lot to do with masks. They they bring it up all the time. They 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 bring up the terminology quite a few times. Um, and once Will confides in Hannibal about their theory that it's a, a organ smuggling ring that's going around doing the killings and uh, taking the organs, he, it, it's like they turn that whole area into Golden Corral. It just becomes a buffet. Like he's got like a catalog of people, and it's like a meat. It's like a meat guide for him. So he just goes to his catalog and he just starts taking people's cards out and going and getting them. Like it's so. It, like he he just he's just like well if they think it's an organ thing, and he still does it in his Chesapeake killer way, but because because the way the mm-hmm. organs are being taken out is so similar. They can't tell if it's an organ ring using the Chesapeake killer killings to mask their smuggling or if it's the Chesapeake killer using the smuggling ring as a way to mask his killings. And they're just like they're trying to figure it out. And that one forensics guy is literally getting on my last nerve. Like when Will, the one Will uh, slams the door in his face. I don't remember his name. 
the the younger of the two because there's the older guy oh. who looks like he's in like his mid late 40s or early 50s there's the lady and then there's the younger guy who's a loud mouth asshole who needs to shut the fuck up like i feel like there should be an entire episode <laughs> where every time he opens his mouth someone looks at him and tells him to shut the fuck up He's sitting here trying to tell Will, it's the Chesapeake Killer, man. It's all the same signs. It's all the same stuff. And Will, the profiler whose job it is to decide these things, goes, no, it looks like it, but there's something off. I don't believe that this is him. And the other dude is trying to tell him, like, look, dude, it must be him. And Will just slams. And Jack, like, turns around, looks at the guy, and Will gets up and just closes the door in the dude's face. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> like Jesus, guy needs to <laughs> shut the fuck up. Do your job. Collect evidence so that they can be put down, so that they can be put behind bars once they're caught. But outside of that, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, jeez, that guy is an obnoxious pain in the ass. <laughs> Yeah. And and like so you were you mentioned the Rolodex. I like that whole sequence. Like you see a flashback to and it's a black and white flashback to this dude who's like being a dick to Hannibal. And Hannibal's like, uh, do you have a do you have a business card so I can have it for my records? He gets a business card, he goes to the and like the the whole sequence is like he goes to his recipe box, pulls out a recipe, goes to the Rolodex, takes the card kills them gets the you know gets the organ he needs from them well also understand uh, that this isn't okay. happening uh, within the same time it. frame everybody in that rolodex is someone he's met in the past and he put them in the rolodex for later so when they showed the scene of him meeting the guy and he asked for his card that happened way in the past and then when he yeah well yeah but then it's, but the him harvesting all yeah, the organs. That's, that's yeah, that's current now, time. Though, right? Because once he yeah. finds out about the theory that it's a organ smuggling ring, he just starts going to get people. Like it's, <laughs> and then when they went bitch. to, I, I remember when they caught on to the ambulance. Like they they caught on to the ambulance and they go to the ambulance parking garage. They're talking to the guy who. Uh, assigns the ambulances to the uh, 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 to the drivers and stuff and uh, there's that point where Hannibal because Hannibal's with them and they're talking about how they can track it and they find out a good way of tracking it and he's like oh this is very educational and I'm like you smug asshole you fucking smug (laughs) dick Because you know they're nowhere near to catching you or even thinking it's you. And you're sitting here like, oh, this is very educational. I'll make sure that I don't make the same mistake in the future. It's like, you smug asshole. (laughs) Yeah. And and didn't I say, you know, back when we first started reviewing this, that, you know, how are they going to make it last three seasons unless it's, you know, just him stringing and, and it's basically just him stringing them along being being smug like you said 
Well, it's it's uh, the, the reason it works so well for lasting is, uh, or at least I think, is because it is the combination of, it's not so much that he's stringing them along, it is because of the way they set everyone's relationships up. Hannibal is a very high, is a very highly recommended, highly respected psychologist. Will needs that. So so they went to him. That's how he became a part of the team. Not knowing who and what he right. really is. And then that gives him the inside, because he's basically a part of the investigations as well, that allows them to feed him the information to keep himself from being discovered or caught. So he then can carry out his killings because he has to still stay consistent with that. You know, just because of who he is. Um, and then, so what it is, is, and then, and then they introduce the fact that, well, this is a uh, specialized unit that specifically deals with these serial killings. So they're always working a serial killer case. So that's how they keep it very interesting and keeping it from getting uh, uh, stale because it's like this, uh, it's like a, uh, triangle basically so you have the police force they're tracking a serial killer and then you have hannibal who gives them advice and advise who advises them on things and who they go to for advice and because he's a psychologist they even go to him as a a, a certified psychologist and so it's this just this triangle of uh what is the best way to describe it it's like a There, there's there's a name for it with relationships when you have like uh when you have three people who all like each other but don't know it and it goes in a triangle or a circle there's a name for it um yeah love triangle love it's, triangle? it's, it's basically kind of like that um and i feel like that's how they're keeping oh. it so interesting um but yeah could be uh uh, and then so so you brought up masks in which uh, there was a good scene when Hannibal goes to his psychiatrist who's retired um but wait no let me let me go let me go back so he's got the uh so when when he's when he's going shopping basically he pulls out a recipe from his box goes to the rolodex takes the card out kills him you know, takes the organs he needs, vacuum seals them, throws them in the in the deep freeze, and he does that what like five times, uh, something. So he's basically, he's basically. Oh yeah, got a full he's. Oh, I, I remember. I was uh, watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this motherfucker is like a bear storing up for winter." He's just <laughs> like he's just, like he is <laughs> killing so much. Like he's just putting food away in the freezer for later. It's like he's literally, he is literally stocking up for winter. <laughs> but it's not winter he's stocking up for, and we find that out at the end of the episode. But yeah, so back to what I was saying. So he goes to his psychiatrist who's retired, and that's where she's like, um, she calls it like, like she says he's wearing a human suit. And then he finds that intriguing, but no, she's like, it's more like a human veil. And then there, the, 
one of the other underlying themes was the friendship, like the, the codependent uh, patient wants to be his friend. And then his psychiatrist asks him about, you know, friends and it's, yeah, you know, just a, just a thing. And, uh, yeah, so then there was the scene with uh, Lecter and Bloom, you know, prepping food, and we find out that they have a past. Like, um, she, she was profiling PhDs, but not him. And he was like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't, because people were beginning to think that we were having an affair. And then he was like, why didn't we have an affair? She was like, well, you were having an affair already. Yeah, and she said it was the same with Will. Will was also having an affair. I, I do believe they. I, I think she's alluding to the fact that they always are. They're never really committed to. It never seemed like they're committed to something they're doing. They're always like focused on something else. Uh, I don't. I, I can't interpret it completely, right. but that's kind of how what I feel she was saying. But yeah, I always felt like there seemed to be some kind of chemistry yeah. between the two, but I wasn't sure. And now seeing as how they were close at one time before all of this stuff started. Once again, I, I still don't like how everything seems to be yeah. connecting back to Hannibal. I understand the show wants to do connections and stuff, especially with the mask thing, because his patient, the the guy who was in Good Luck Chuck, like the way they're talking about how he kind of feels mm -hmm. lonely and he's looking for a friend and he's trying to become Hannibal's friend because he admires Hannibal. Um, and then Hannibal goes to see his psychiatrist and she talks about his mask, but he, she never really talks to him. She just talks to the person that he that he presents to everyone else. And then, uh, cause it makes him maybe makes him feel a little right. less lonely. And then they, sh they go to that very blatant scene when he opens up his uh, door into his waiting room and there's nobody in there. And he's like, he's like looking around for someone and he's like, Oh, Oh, I, I guess that's everybody for the day. He just closes his door. And I was like, that's re like the show has been so good about its subtlety that I felt like that blatantness right there was so weird. It kind of threw me off. I was like, wow, you're usually way more. You're a lot more show. You're, the show is usually a lot more clever in its subtlety when it does that kind of thing. So it was really weird when they just blatantly did that. Mm. And, um, and it also made me think maybe one of the reasons that he became a psychiatrist is because it allows and basically demands that he interact with people on a very consistent basis. And it makes him feel a little less alone. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so it's – it's uh, and then how – his one patient was basically a metaphor for him. So they show him with his patient talking to him and being like, I'm not your friend. You know, I'm your psychiatrist. And then him going and seeing his psychiatrist and he's like, I always thought we were friends. And she's like, I'm not your friend. I'm your psychiatrist. Right. So all, <laughs> always the connections, always. Right. The yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that happened. Oh, damn it. Find a place to hide right quick. Yeah. All right. So, 
So yeah, there was that. And like the, like this whole time with the scenes with, uh, with the patient who was the guy in good luck, Chuck, I just got this feeling that he was code. He was like, his thing is being codependent, like needing a friend, needing someone to be there or, you know, something. And then Lecter kind of picked, picks up on that and asks about the, the black guy that was with him at the, yeah, Tobias. The and it was, yeah. And he was like, uh, do you have sexual feelings for him? And then you just see him get super uncomfortable. He's adjusting himself, leaning back, you know, crossing yeah, his, but arms, we know crossing that, his legs. Well, no, no, that so he addressed it. And we know that, uh, from previous episodes, uh, Hannibal is, um, Hannibal is treating him for his anxiety. There was, I forget which episode it was, but he was having a session with him and he was like telling him, you just need to calm yourself down and you need to understand that there is no lion because he, he, he described it as the guy always felt like there was a lion in the room ready to pounce on him. He is like, like he, he has really high anxiety, a really bad anxiety disorder, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, he got uncomfortable, but he, he addressed it. He was like, well, no, no, it's not that. He was like, I mean, you know, I was part of a fraternity, so, you know, I experimented. But no, no, I, I'm i not that. Yeah, like he he he, addre- <laughs> he didn't shy away from it. He addressed it. So, yeah. Because at first it uh, – yeah. sorry. Uh, at first we it kind the- of felt like he had yeah. romantic feelings for Hannibal as well. But then it was like, oh, no, he's just looking – to be mm-hmm. friends and Hannibal brings that up as well because he considers Tobias to be his best friend and Hannibal was like it but it feels weird that Tobias doesn't consider you his best friend and he was like well that just sounds sad when you say it like that so yeah he's and then that's when Hannibal's like you're afraid mm-hmm. of being alone and it's like you know like most people are so Yeah. So then after that, we get to that part you were referring to when, you know, that was his last patient. And then he's, you know, opens the door. No one's there. But it turns out that uh, he had like a 730 appointment with, with Will and Will wasn't there. So he goes and finds Will in his office and, and Will's having a hallucination of him being Hobbs and him and uh, I forget what the daughter's name was. They're sitting there, and there's a woman impaled in in deer antlers. And um, so Hannibal shows up. Then Jack shows up because they got that ambulance lead. And then we go into that whole thing where you know Hannibal's being the smug bastard, like, "Oh, this is very informative and everything." And then after. So they catch, so they, they follow the, the GPS, they find the ambulance, and they open the doors. And, of course, it, they've got to have, like, a like a, a SWAT mm-hmm. team, like an FBI SWAT team going yeah. just for a single dude in an ambulance. I, well, he's still a serial killer. The, the procedural. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I suppose. But so they show up. And uh, Hannibal ends up saving the dude because the the EM the EMT doesn't really like yeah. he fucked up trying to take the kidney out. 
So Jack calls Hannibal to step in. Hannibal steps in, saves the dude's life, and the EMT gets arrested. And then we get to the to the last scenes where Hannibal is making the big yeah. feast that the rich people wanted. And uh, you know, Jack is there, or not Jack, uh, Will is there, and Hannibal's like, You should join us. And he's like, Nah, nah, I'm good. And he puts like, here's some wine for you, you know, have a have a good feast and whatever. And uh, <laughs> I like I like the like uh, when Han whenever when all the foods, you know, played, you know out and plated looking all perfect and everything and ev all the rich people are applauding you know him you know his ability to make such a, mm. a beautiful feast of, of human body parts he's like and then he's like uh, first off this feast is not for vegetarians and like, oh. everybody does their <laughs> fake rich person <laughs> laugh for it <laughs> uh <laughs> So I have to wonder, do no. they know they're eating human? They don't know. Or, okay. Because, I mean, I, I mean, you know, it could be a conspiracy theory in that, in that universe that rich people like it, to. Dude, it wouldn't surprise bored. me. Rich people have too much time on their hands and they get bored easily. That's why so many scandals come out. Like, it, dude, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me even a little bit. I mean, we what did what we we literally like what yeah. two years ago found out about a really rich dude who was friends with Bill Clint with the Clintons and found out he had a private sex island. Like, like that's a real thing. That's a real thing mm. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Found out he was true. running a private island, a private sex island, like. Yeah. A pedophile. So, yeah, it's like it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere some rich people were just eating people. Like, wouldn't be a surprise at all. People are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um. <laughs> but hmm. that's all I've got for um, that episode of Hannibal. I also like the fact that, like, in that one part of the show, Will and Jack are driving back from the hotel crime scene. And it's kind of like they switch roles because Miriam's arm was sent to Jack. It's like the Chesapeake Bay killer is like taunting him. And you can see how Jack is constantly kind of on edge and he's kind of he's kind of unraveling. And Will is the one who is now there to be his rock and mm -hmm. telling him you have to keep it together. Don't let him get to you. When before it was always mm. Jack being Will's anchor, right? Keeping him grounded. Do, you know, do the thing, but don't yeah. let it drown you. Stay with me. Don't go in it, right? So now that role has reversed. So I like that they, I, mm. I like how that's kind of come around like that. Um, uh, we only get like a brief dream sequence of Abigail. And it really is making me wonder more and more often what's going on with her. Like, is she still like, cause the last thing we saw, she was looking at, she was in a uh, intoxicated or uh, drug. She was in a drug state. Like she was in a hallucinogenic state. Last time we saw her, she was in a hallucinogenic state 
and it was Hannibal and the one female doctor, I can't remember her name, Bloom. And it was Hannibal and Bloom, and she was Bloom. looking at them, and she had a hallucination of her parents, and she was like, I see family. That is the last we have seen of Abigail. But it is also very obvious that she has a high potential yeah. to become a serial killer. So it's like, what? It, like, I, I hope she's not just gone because I feel like that is a a like subplot that they just dropped. If that's the case, and we get no resolution to that, is she still in the psychiatric hospital or dorms that she's in? Has she been let out? Is she living somewhere else? Like, why? What's going? On? And then. To have her in Will's dream sequence, I can't even begin to understand really what that means, except for the fact that in his dream sequence, he is her father. So I don't know what's going I, I honestly can't figure out what's going on there, mm-hmm. um, especially since we haven't seen her in like three or four episodes. So it's not like we've gotten any more interaction between her and Will, and it's not like Will had much interaction with her anyway because Bloom immediately separated her from Will and Hannibal. So I don't mm, – so weird. Um, and also throughout the episode – when Will would go to Hannibal to talk about Jack's sort of mental state and how the Chesapeake killer is like, you know, shaming him by sending him Miriam's arm and fucking with him. And then Hannibal will ask those little innocent questions, but they're probing ones. And he's like, well, you know, is Jack shamed? And Will's like, oh boy, I, he's like, and Will's just like, oh boy, is he? And then Hannibal <laughs> just has that little like smirk that tugs at the corner of his mouth, like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> it's a little innocent probing <laughs> questions. Uh, and he can get away with it because he's a, a psychologist. So, of course, he would ask questions like that. You think nothing of it. Um, there's also a moment when he gets into the ambulance and he's keeping the guy alive that the uh, uh, that the ambulance driver that they the EMT that they arrested was cutting EMT. open. And there's this moment where Will is looking at Hannibal and Hannibal looks back at him and Hannibal is like, you know, keeping uh, keeping the bleeding down on the guy. And it seemed like Will realize something or I don't know there was just a moment and then the next thing we see is like Will going to the where the dinner party is and Hannibal trying to invite him to it and Will declining but he brought him a bottle of wine so I'm not sure if Will went you know Hannibal kind of nah I couldn't be Hannibal it it couldn't be right like, so I don't know if he had one of those moments of clarity where he's like, it could be, but no, right? And so I don't know, it, but there was a moment there. And so I, I don't know what that's about. So I guess we'll, we'll find out later, but. Indeed. So, any anything else before we no, go on to our pretty much uh, all I got. main topic for the, for the week? Hey, Chewie's back. <laughs> oh, Chewie's <laughs> back just in time for us to leave for our sponsor break. 
So we will be back in a moment to uh, talk. Welcome back, everybody. It's been probably about an hour for us, but thanks to the magic of uh, recording technology, it's been instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And when I said... When I said the last podcast just ended, that's the ones I normally listen to every day. The Today uh, in True Crime and then uh, uh, whatever the inspirational quotes podcast or whatever. It had just ended when you sent that message. Like, I'm back. It's like, oh, perfect timing. Gotcha. So, listeners, I hope you have your tinfoil hats ready. We're about to dive down the rabbit hole. Our main topic this week is conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Oh, hopefully you take the red pill and uh, we show you how far um, uh, bad, bad matrix quote anyways. So Gerald, Gerald's got a couple. I've got a couple. Hey, maybe even ah. Chewy has one or two he'd like to talk about. Huh? Our main topic is conspiracy theories. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I've, I've got two. I was toying with the notion of uh, talking about an, uh, a couple others, but I don't know if, uh, if they're vanilla enough for, you know, people. <sighs> so, Gerald, you go first. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my first pick was the Flat Earthers, um, which is currently being led by a Mark Sargent. Um, apparently, the Flat Earther movement is gaining around 200 people per year to their cause. Um, these are just... These are just delusional people. Like it it's like this must be how like religious cults and stuff must have developed at one like and still do honestly. Uh, but this is must be how it happened. So okay, so for those listening, flat earthers, if you haven't heard the term or, or if you have heard the term but don't exactly understand what it means, it is literally people who have decided that the earth is not round, it's flat. Um, that was lying to us. Yeah, it, it's and, and it's weird because you know how they say like clothing trends repeat themselves like every so many decades, like every mm-hmm. so, like 30 or 40 decades. It's weird how in the begin, like back in like the 17, 16, and 1500s, everyone was like, the world is flat. And then mm-hmm. as science progressed, we were like, oh, no, it's round. And then, you know, we had the space launches and we went to the moon and we got pictures of the Earth. Like, yeah, yeah, it's round. Like, we have satellites that orbit it. Yeah, it's round. We know more about the solar system than we ever have. And now there's a group of people going, nah, it's flat. Like, you are fake news. <laughs> in, fact, there, in fact, there isn't even an Earth. Wake up, sheeple. Right, the, the Earth is hollow. That's another one. The Earth is actually yeah, that's, hollow. That's one I'm gonna touch on. But okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but basically, flat earthers believe there is 
the the earth they have a model too and it basically looks like a clock it's just a clock basically um or like uh, a, a stretched out snow globe so you have the north pole directly in the middle all the continents spread out from there you know organically respectively with their continents you have the oceans and then on the edge of the world you have antarctica which goes around the entire edge of the world and also in some accounts it is said that it has a 150 foot high ice wall when i heard that i was like dude there's no way that can be true for one fucking reason if you tell people there's a 150-foot ice wall around the edge of the Earth, motherfuckers are going to climb that shit. <laughs> like, that's, it, it, like I, as soon as I heard it, I wanted to climb it. I was like, no, nah, I want to climb that. Like, I'm, I'm like, I want to climb an ice wall. <laughs> like, and I was like, and then, like, the stars in the sky aren't, they're, they're, just, they're not stars, they're just light. And the sun projections and shit. Yeah, and the sun and the moon are actually smaller than they look, and they're Uh opposite each other, rotating the Earth. Now, this is the model that they had, and there's a YouTuber. Do I have him in my notes? I thought I put him in my notes. Um, CrazyMotherfuckerOnline.com. No, 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 no. This was a guy who was discrediting. Their their uh, beliefs. This was a guy who was ter- who was who was like, no, all of this is factually not not applicable. Okay, there's actually a documentary about flat Earth, beyond the dome, beyond the dome, where they literally try to take science and prove that the Earth is flat, and the flat Earthers who are very scientific prove that the Earth is round, but they won't yeah. fucking believe their own fucking bullshit. Yeah, there's um I was watching a, a, a YouTube video of them talking to Mark Sargent and they brought a uh they brought a team of scientists literally out to a beach so that they could prove that there was curvature to the earth. So they sent this uh they sent this little uh floating apparatus. It was it looked like a little sailboat and it had stripes on it. And they sent it out into the ocean and they drove it straight out into the ocean. And the further as it got further and further away, it began. It was still on the surface of the water, but of course, it began to dip down as the curvature of the Earth happened, right? And yeah. they were like, and they were like, "Well, that proves it, right?" And then all the flat Earther was like, "Nah, that's not true." <laughs> like, what do you do with that? Like, dude, we're we're doing the experiment. This is how you do the experiment, and then, and then they're just like, "Nah, that's not true." Well, like, what most of them you, do, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you're adjusting the parameters of the experiment, and we know that you're faking it, so it looks like it's not flat. The documentary is the actual flat earthers themselves building the experiment. Somebody sent them a $10,000 or a $20,000 gyroscope, because you could get gyroscopes that are so fucking sensitive that you could literally, you can detect the rotation, the, the Coriolis effect. You can detect mm-hmm. it with like a 20-some-odd a or a 10-degree. There's like a 10-degree lean in it or some shit. Don't quote yeah. me. I'm not a fucking scientist. But he, they did the the guy did the experiment that has been talking this shit the whole fucking documentary. goes, hmm, there, there seems to be a 10-degree drift. Um, 
I think it's not calibrated sensitive. Something's wrong with the equipment. And then they did something even <laughs> easier. They got a, they went to like the Mojave, they went to like the salt flats or some shit that's just dry lake bed, flat for miles. And they said, well, this is what we're going to do. If the earth really is flat, we're going to hold up a light at point A. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. And a light at point B. And we'll have these lights covered except for this one little hole in the middle of the apparatus. So it shines a constant beam. And if the earth is curved, you'll have to pick the light up to see it to get over the curvature. So they do the experiment. And they go, hey, Bill, is your light on? Yeah. Are you sure? I can't see it. I can't see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll pick it up for a second. Oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> well, yeah. these uh, these are the people you're dealing with. They, they There were examples of them doing their own experiments. These are the people we are dealing with. One was a guy who got into a plane and just like went as high as he could and literally said, the horizon isn't going down as I go up. The earth must be flat. Then there was a guy. Yeah, right? This is what you're... This is what you're dealing with. Then there was another guy who was like, I took a level into a plane and we flew it at level and it never unleveled. The earth is flat. And okay. I, and there seems to be this. Well, well, hold on. There seems to be a very fundamental like ignorance of a human being compared to the size of the planet is like a house compared to an ant. Um, I think the best way to uh, a good way to describe it is there's there's a type of is a daddy long legs. It's a type of spider, but its yeah. mouth is so small that if it were to try to bite a person, it's like it's trying to bite a flat surface, so it can't do it. It's actually oh, very poisonous. It actually it actually can. Oh, did they? Did that, that change? Was, that was disproven. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was disproven by well, Mythbusters. Well, no, in any case, the analogy can prove that they weren't poisoned enough to kill you. Oh, because he yeah, stuck his could, arm into like a vat of them, and he got bit by like one. But yeah, they weren't poisoned enough to kill him. Like everybody right. thinks, Daddy Long Legs are the most poisonous things on the planet. No, they just... well, the, the analogy the analogy will will still work. Basically, is when something is small enough in comparison to something else, even if it has a concave surface, to it the will look flat. to the yeah to the smaller thing, it's flat because it's so small in comparison. So, right. well. Yeah, so it's like, well, duh, idiot! If you look, if you just look out, the horizon is not going to dip for you. You're you're too small to encompass it with your actual seeing eyes. But well, it's in like <laughs> the thing I don't understand is we have okay. Even if they believe the Earth is flat, okay, mm. and the sun and the moon are inside this giant snow globe in space. Where the fuck does the rest of the planetary bodies within our solar system resonate in this spherical, you know, Alice in Wonderland snow globe? And 
by that account, why are those planets round instead of flat? Nope, Shouldn't they are flat, flat and they're well. just stuck in the sky. They are flat and they're just stuck in the sky. That's the answer. Yeah, but you can, and or but you can see rotation. You can physically take a telescope and look mm-hmm. at Mars and see it turn over time it lapse. Is, well, right. Okay. It is a very right. so they good. So one thing I've heard is they believe that all the other planets are round. It's just Earth that's flat. That, Which is even more. Yeah, that doesn't even stupid. make any fucking sense. <sighs> um, one of the explanations I saw is that the other planets are also part of the big NASA conspiracy, just like the moonwalk. All the big NASA conspiracy. <laughs> and yes, you can see them, but this very much their theory verges on verges on an extraterrestrial race created this and then put humans here. It verges on that because there's a in one of the interviews so of Mark Sargent, correct. right? It, like one of the interviews, they're talking to Mark Sargent, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a it's a dome, and the stars are just stuck in the sky. The moon and the and the sun are opposite each other, and they go around the they go around, and they're much smaller than they look like." But what we have to ask ourselves is that something like this must have been constructed, and who constructed it? It's literally oh, verging on aliens built the built the world, and then we just got put on it. All right, you know where they're and... getting this idea from. <laughs> the, all right, now first off, let let's think about this as a construction project. The closest scientifically unidentified phenomenon in the cosmos is for that could be. Man-made is um, what's the hell is that goddamn sphere called? I think it's a Dyson sphere, and there's a sun yeah. or a star that they believe there may be some kind of Dyson sphere object around it, wherein for some reason the sun it dims incredibly, or the star really goes really really dim and then brightens back up and goes really really dim, and for some reason people oh that's not a that's not a Dyson sphere, but um, that's when, like, a plant. Well, from what my understanding of that is, like, if like to when they were finding exoplanets, it was the star would dim, yeah. then go back to normal, then yes, dim. But the percentage, planet yes, but the percentage of light dimmed by the planet is only like one or two percent. I'm talking like sixty. Mm. Well, a Dyson sphere would encompass the sun. Yes. And provide energy to, you know, whatever race. Put yeah, that's it there. what they were saying. So there, that there be, was a huge Dyson field no, around it, and it has broken up over the eons and light seeping out through it. Okay, that's the bullshit idea. I think there's just a large asteroid belt thing that's on a rotation or an orbit that has that clouds the fucking area in our line of sight. That would make more fucking sense than hey. Aliens built this thing around the sun that's millions of billions of miles wide to power their solar system and whatever. The amount of people, the amount of resources it would take to build flat Earth, come on, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, but, but, but they did it though. They did it though, Chewie. No, but, yeah. but, but they did it though. 
They, it, it, that's 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 the answer. And my dick is twelve inches long. You just don't want to. You just don't okay? want to believe. You just wanna, don't want to believe it. They, it's hey, like <laughs> facts are very hard things to dispute. My dick is twelve inches long because I say so. If we take a measuring stick out and try to prove it, I will still say no, no, no. You're using the wrong metric. Those aren't my inches. <laughs> and that's what we're doing here. That, that we're basically making up our own metrics. Not, you know, anything of any kind of scientifically well, proven or ratified thought is just craziness. Well, it gets even better than that because the YouTube video, one of the one of the YouTube videos that I watched, which was the guy who was debunking the, their theories, yeah. was in response to them debunking him when he talked about their theories in a previous video of his so he talked about their thing and then they did a whole live stream debunking all of the stuff that he said that was a negative of the flat earth theory so he made a second video going well first off you're right i didn't take your model into account so let's take your model into account <laughs> and he's like your model if the moon and the sun are opposite each other, how is it that it, you, your, by your, by their own words, their model, both the sun and the moon, are exactly opposite each other? And so, one half of the planet is in night, one half of the planet is in day, and it is a direct divide, literally a line right down the middle. He was like, "How do you explain the shorter distance of light in some areas?" And the longer distance of light in other areas. That's not how light works. Why would light stretch all the way to like this corner, but it wouldn't go, it would literally just stop at the line. Oh. And then he was like, you're, well, right. It is like, and then your model also can't explain how the seasons work. Because the way their model is, it doesn't allow for the natural cycle of uh, spring, summer, winter, and fall. Or uh, spring, summer, fall, and winter. It doesn't allow for that cycle because of the way that they have the, the sun and the moon rotating. He's like, And then he compared it to a 3D model of a round Earth, a moon that is round, a sun with the moon going around the earth, the earth spinning, and then go also spinning around the sun, and how all of the seasons and stuff make sense when you explain it from that model, which is one of the ways people figured out how the seasons worked and how they figured out that, oh, it must be round because otherwise the seasons don't work properly. So he went through all of that stuff and just debunked everything they came up with. It was... And they're still like, nah. <laughs> but the flat, but earth, the flat earth, though, is flat, though. <laughs> there's a there's another one that I heard when it comes to them talking about how, like, you know, you know how in certain, uh, like, in the fall and winter, when the moon rises, it's like super huge, but then it goes back, then it goes to normal size once it's up at, you know, in yeah. the top of its rotation. Oh. Uh, another thing that, that I almost lensing, forgot right? that they said. Well, so they think, well, that, that could be part of like the dome theory. Like, well, okay. So, you know, of course it's going to look bigger because it's, you know, starting at the base of the dome and then going to the top. But then, you know, 
people don't realize the earth is right. tilted at 24 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how, you know, when I, I like to make the analogy when it's summertime, the sun is the furthest away from us. It's going to be. And in the wintertime, it's as close to us as it's going to be because of that tilt. Oh, that can also explain why the moon looks bigger when it's coming up and then normal at top. Well, no, no, no. That's all great information. This is all stuff that got debunked, but it gets even better than that. He, it was brought up, well, how do eclipses work? And their answer to that was, there's a second fake moon. Uh, look. <laughs> there's a second <laughs> fake moon that goes in front of the actual moon to black out the light of the sun, and that's how solar eclipses work. Okay. That was their answer. Flat earthers are no different from fucking people who believe in whatever the fuck you believe in. It's a religion. Once you have decided to believe in something, mm. it is almost impossible for me to change your fucking mind, no matter how much evidence in which I put forward to dissuade you from your belief structure belief is an odd thing that humans have once it is once the structure is put in place you will find anything in the world to prop it up so it doesn't fall down it's like a really shitty meth lab that's blown up like nine or ten times but the frame's still there so we could kill keep putting shit on it to say oh no no see it's still there you haven't beat me yet and audio question, Emma, can y'all hear me okay? I'm on a different set of headsets today. Yep, I can hear you. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh... So continue, girl. <laughs> uh, belief is a very dangerous thing. It's better to have an yes, idea. It's better to have an oh, idea. God. An idea can change and meld and... <laughs> That's what science is. It's an idea, and we keep adding on to the idea. It's like uh, things that were thought to be a conspiracy theory that wound up actually to be true. They now they now have evidence that the coronavirus was built in a fucking lab in Wuhan, China. Yeah, that was in my honorable mentions. The COVID nineteen uh, COVID nineteen is also a conspiracy theory. Well, no, the conspiracy the conspiracy theory when it originally came out was, oh, they built this in a lab and it got away from them, and the Chinese were trying to spin the, no, it was from a bat into a penguin into a wet market into a dude into my dick and out your ass and yeah, and. Since it's so complicated that way. That's why you always use protection kits. Yes, always. Always. <laughs> it also helps with the, the. Always go in with a helmet. You know. But we have a tendency <laughs> as human beings to believe the, the overly complicated makes more sense. It, it, it goes back to flat earth back before Copernicus and. The reason why stars had retrogrades where they would move fucking backwards. When we thought that the Earth was mm. the center of the universe, and you know, for some reason the stars would go from 
north to west, and then in the fall, they for some reason would go from west to east. <laughs> you know, that's when astrologers had, you know, and scorpions and retrograde and this and that, it's just because we were on the different part of our track around the sun. There's going to be people that just believe whatever the fuck they want to believe. Eh. Dude, uh, to be fair, right. flat Earth is one of the more har- is one of the harmless ones. I'm fine with letting them believe it as much mm. as they want to. That's fine. They're not hurting anybody. It's fine, but it is batshit crazy. <laughs> because anyone could prove the Earth is round. All you have to do is do a little reading to find out the proper way to do it, and you could do it in your backyard for most part. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it wouldn't be hard for you to do an experiment on your own to prove that the Earth is round. So it's just... Right. <sighs> and, and the next the one really, I have on my list... really easy it, way to prove it. We have a space station! No, because that's that that's all part of NASA's big uh big propaganda. It's all propaganda. None of that's real. Just like the the moon landing was filmed inside of a studio. The moon landing never happened. They never By sent Stanley anybody Kubrick. into space. The space race was all a big ruse. Uh I uh I was reading through some articles and apparently there was uh an astronaut who was doing a uh he was uh, doing an event where he was speaking and a flat earther came up to him and told him that the earth was flat and that the moon landing was, uh, the moon landing was, he punched uh, him in the face, uh, faked. Yeah. And he punched him it in the face Alden. for it. Like, yeah, he was the actual guy who actually went to the moon, yeah. right? Buzz Aldrin's been there like yeah. two or yeah. three times. He's yeah. been one to of, the yeah. moon itself. And I think he was on one of the, uh, one or two of the, Gemini pro- projects that went around it once or twice, but yeah, he he was called a liar to his face in front of the Smithsonian, and Buzz Aldrin punched him in the fucking mouth. A eighty-year-old yeah. man said, Bop. <laughs> "Sit down, Dude, stupid." We, <laughs> you can't underestimate old old men, man. We re- remember uh, David when we did the uh, the. Uh, Crazy assassination attempts, and we did. Uh, who who was it again? I forget. Yeah. It was uh... Andrew Andrew Jackson. And actually, funny you mentioned that. To the Today in True Crime episode. Was <laughs> yeah. It was today. It was this day in history that that dude got beat down with a by an eighty by year old Jackson. man that he shot. And that eighty year old man, after being, oh, did no, he, he miss? Yeah. He didn't even. No, he just no, he didn't ass. even get it. I thought he I thought he did shoot. No, uh, but Ted, he just it just didn't kill no, him. Um, Teddy Roosevelt is the one that got shot. Uh, I know. And then beat the shit out of the guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was like his his steel glasses case and yeah, we're in his, his like super pocket. thick speech notes. Yeah, and then he beat the, the fuck bullet. out of the guy. Yeah, immensely the beat the fuck out of the guy. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, with Jackson, the dude didn't even get a chance. Like he he crept in, Jackson got up, ran up to him, beat the shit out of him with his cane. 
and then he was arrested. I could have sworn the story went that he got the <laughs> shot off, but he either missed or it didn't kill Jackson, and that's what alerted Jackson to what was going on. So then Jackson got up and kicked the shit out of him. Uh, I know Jackson uh, kicked the shit out of him. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if the gun misfired yeah. or he aimed or whatever. He <sighs> just froze. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. But yeah, and um, crazy old white men. They're very dangerous people. If if you think that if you guys think that's crazy, <laughs> wait till we get to my next one. But it's David's turn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, <laughs> here's where it gets crazy. So my my first one is Hollow Earth. Godzilla. Which now there's 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 several variations on this. Some some people think that there's another Earth inside the Earth, and there's another Sun in, in there with that. Which <laughs> and and of course and of course people. lizard people. I wasn't going to bring that up. So <laughs> so this this conspiracy this conspiracy theory uh, suggests that the Earth is hollow, and there are what is it like uh, several mile okay so the earth is a shell with walls about 800 miles thick in the polar region regions there are holes for 1400 miles across with edges that curve smoothly from the outside of yeah, the shell they're around reverse to volcanoes. the inside they're earth vaginas yeah and i don't know maybe that's kind of part of where I don't know. So, like back back in the way back in the day, when people thought you could sail off the edge of the Earth, could that be flat Earth or hollow Earth? Dumb Earth or both? Can we go with that terminology? We could. So, okay. So, uh, this was reported in in the October eighteen eighteen eighty two issue of Harper's New Monthly Magazine. Wait, saying, hang on. So, Hollow Earth theory seems to have or- been originated in early 1800s by John Sims, an earnest American who devoted the greater part of his later life to convincing the world the Earth was formed yes. by a series of concentric shells. Oh God! Well, <laughs> if, if you look at scientific <laughs> evidence of a, if you take a cross section of the Earth. They have always displayed it as in this is the crust, this is the mantle, this is the liquid, this is the core. And he kind of took that idea and expounded upon it into Inner core, outer saying core, each yeah. one of those individual things were actually made up of layers of circles. And that's how they got their thickness and that's how they were mistaken. Right. <sighs> but yeah, and then also there's a as and of course there has to be there's a Nazi tie-in to to Hollow Earth. Our our boy Hitler uh, decided to send expeditions to Antarctica to see if this was the case. So yeah, so let me let me pull this up. Uh, so, uh, so 
Uh, of course, even Hitler himself believed that the Earth was hollow. Oh, oh bye, Chewie. Uh, connection probably f- finally <laughs> failed. <laughs> uh, yeah, could be. Was- and there was at least one expedition by the Nazi military to exploit the belief for strategic advantage. So, if I'm remembering correctly, they tried. They, were, they sent an expedition to Antarctica to set up an, an underground Nazi base. So, so essentially, so they a, just believe that it's ahead. hollow. Do they not believe if there's anything inside or did you already explain that? And I missed it. Um, well, so like Chewie had said, like the, the original founder of the theory thinks that it's hollow, but there's concentric shells. So like you have the outer shell, you know, next down is another shell and another shell all the way to the center. And, you know, that, that theory, the theories also evolved in that, you know, like, you know, mole people Mm. or, you know, lizard people live inside the hollow earth. And And if you go to the poles, that's where the, you know, the gateway to inside is. And I think maybe even Jules Verne was influenced by that when he wrote Journey to the Center of the Earth or Land of the Lost, if you remember the TV show and the, and yeah, the movie with Brendan Fraser. <sighs> so instead of it being flat or, you know, and, and another thing, they say you said it was what, 100, 100 foot high uh, wall, ice walls or 100 mile high ice walls? Mm. So are the are the White Walkers There's on the other side on the of other that? Side of it, by their model, there is nothing but absolute darkness on the other side of the wall, on uh, off the edge. There's nothing. Here they so here there be monsters. Gotcha. Um. So how do the empty Earthers explain gravity? Then do they even take that into account? Yeah. Uh, well, this article doesn't say anything about that, but uh, Dan Cummins, one of his first um, time sucks was about Hollow Earth. And like like I had said previously, some some people thought there was another Earth inside this Earth with a sun there, too. So the sun burns at what, like a million degrees they set up ke- the Kelvin temperature scale yeah, just for like, like the heat of the sun. A couple thousand Kelvin. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Could you imagine that right. being underneath our feet? <laughs> but no, uh, I don't think, because this theory is from the 1800s. Okay. Did they, when did, when did Isaac Newton discover gravity? I think that was in the 14th century something like that but you know the these being conspiracy theories i doubt that the most educated people are the ones that or they probably were educated just uh, uh you know had a, had a the most educated stuff. people are the worst ones about this kind of stuff <laughs> but yeah in a nutshell that's uh, that my first was hollow earth <sighs> To be fair, at least they still believe the Earth is round. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, we've drilled all the way through the crust of the Earth before. 
Russia did. I think what was it? Because I watched a watched a YouTube video on that. I think it was eight miles down. That that's another conspiracy in and of itself. Like they they drilled eight miles down into an empty cavern. They uh, they lowered mm. down a microphone into it, and the sounds that they recorded sounded like hell. Like literally, like fires burning and people screaming in, mm. in pain and terror. So they so they sealed it. I think they sealed it shut with a <laughs> nuke or something like the ultimate. Everybody was like, "Well." Like bury that. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> oh man, I had just had the mental image of them lowering the mic down, listening to it, and everybody just for the next like however long it took to fill that hole, everybody's just like, nope, 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 nope. They're just doing all that. Nope, 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 nope. Turn this stuff off. Nope, 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 nope. Feel like having like the forklift drivers and the uh the, the, the bucket drivers is like nope 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 just fill it in the hole like nope 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 <laughs> some things are better left unknown well, so <laughs> I think it was a, a two a two foot diameter hole so what they did was they just put a steel yeah. plate on it and welded it shut nope. never talk about it again <laughs> like nope everybody was in the hardest nope in history <laughs> that's good yeah that was nope that, on a rope that's good usually people are more curious than that they would have sent somebody down in there for <laughs> they were like nope uh dimitri you go down it, no 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 it is ivan you go it down. is both oh, no, funny no, 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 no. And relieving to hear stories of reasonable people sometimes. Like when people, because a reasonable person <laughs> is the most boring person, right? You, you need people to do stupid shit to make a story exciting. But it is so nice every now and then to just hear a story about some reasonable people who come across some unknowable shit and they just go, you know what? We don't need to know. <laughs> it's, like we were perfectly fine yesterday not knowing we'll be perfectly fine tomorrow not knowing but we may not be perfectly fine tomorrow if we decide we need to find out so let's just put this on hold <laughs> well the steel plate on right. that it, that is the horror movie that never got made because <laughs> the protagonists were just like, why would we go into that haunted house? Fuck that noise. <laughs> uh, that's good. But yeah, so, so that's my that's my bit for okay. Hollowworth. Christianity. <laughs> you got one, Chewy? <laughs> oh well, you might as well have just said religion yeah. then. Yeah, uh, Chewie and I did a did a recording on his podcast about how he's tired of Christians <sighs> throwing the Bible around Dude, like it's I a, a cudgel. I don't have an issue or, with Christians. I grew up Christian Baptist, but I do have a problem with the Christian with I guess what we call the Bible thumping Christians, like the hardcore Old Testament, just uh, okay. like. Yeah, better fire and brimstone. Better inside 
better inside a whore than in the garbage can kind of Christians. Like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You <laughs> need to slow your fucking roll. <laughs> you need to calm the fuck down. You are getting. You are. You are going too far. I will, I will too convince far. this into down <laughs> down to the conspiracy theory that is a combination of Trump and the Bible. I have several people that I know and enjoy as human beings that take the Bible and have somehow found some passage in it that they believe is relevant to the Trump presidency and the Trump existence. And I even have people that I can't fucking, there was an individual at work yesterday that made the analogy of the, there's a line in the Bible and I don't know where it's from, but he was like, yeah, it, the, mm. the vaccine was foretold in the Bible. That was Trump breaking the red wine and spreading that around to heal the people. That's that. That's the vaccine, the red wine. And I looked at this 65-year-old black man and went, that's nice. Shut up. Sit down. We're in medical. You're not allowed to talk. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. Because when Obama got elected, oh, yes. he the was presidency, the Antichrist. If you and I did this, yes. he was the Antichrist. And people weren't just saying it. If I went on, uh, you know, you can find those uh, like church channels where they're holding sermons in actual churches and stuff oh, and yeah. they broadcast them. They were saying it. You go to any mm -hmm. given of them, and they were constantly talking about how the Antichrist and how it was just like what was happening, and that Obama was going to lead everybody down the road to hell, the whole Pat world Roberts. down the road to hell. And I was just listening to these people like, are you guys fucking insane? No, we, uh, like, I can't believe I'm asking that question. Of course you're fucking insane. <laughs> Now, now, to be fair, they said yeah, the same thing and about that's George what keeps like happening I all the time. It, it, look, like, everybody needs something to give you comfort in life when you're going through a hard time or the world seems to just be stacking up against you. It's nice to have the feeling of there's a being of all power that is there helping you survive this indignity. And I get it. And I'm happy. And for I don't you. have. Oh. Just don't every 50 fucking years think the world's coming to the end because. Things aren't I mean, going the way you want them to. Because that's what I mean, that was about. Somebody told me the other day that, you know, this, the fucking coronavirus is <clears throat> like the breaking of the second seal and pestilence is upon the world and disease. It's one of the signs of the end time. I went, really? Then what happened in fucking 1819 when the Spanish flu damn near wiped out three quarters of the world's population? Ah. Mm. Yeah. 
Hmm. There was also a sign could, at the end. Of, Pestilence couldn't wake up the other three times. horsemen. He tried, but yeah. they slept through their alarms. So he was like, well, we'll just try <laughs> yeah. again in 100 years or so. <laughs> Fuck it. He was just like, well, I'm going back to bed, too. Fuck this. <laughs> was like, since I'm the only one who wants to do their job so around gonna, here. No, but I would probably say one of the best conspiracy theories in the world are cryptozoology animals. <laughs> Like Bigfoot, the fucking Loch Ness goddamn monster, the Thunderbird, Sasquatch, yeah, Jersey Devil. No, that's a Japanese Jersey Devil, gay the, form. The, the Chupacabra. The um... <laughs> no, not not Y A, not Y A Y O, not Y M C A, Yowie, no, no, when I, well, no, so, so what Chewie is talking about is, is Yawai, or gay it, male romance novel term for fucking females love in Japan you know, for some reason. LGBT. So you mean, yeah. uh, Yaoi? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Y-A-O-I? They sound a lot alike. Yeah. Boy on boy action. <laughs> Two cowboys went up into the mountains and they found that a man could lay with another man. Now they're having <laughs> butt sex. Yeah, they're having butt sex. Sodomy. <laughs> Probably not. Family guy. Family guy. Let me guess. South Family Park. guy. Uh, I still like fucking the ass because uh, I love you. Uh. <laughs> well, then mm-hmm. you're still a virgin. It's the... It's the it's the best <laughs> representation of Christianity. There's always a loophole. <laughs> always a loophole. <laughs> Anal and oral are not Anal. sex. Only vaginal counts. So, so for all you Catholic for all you Catholic kids, remember yeah, only vaginal counts. But the other holes well, go just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget, there's armpit. Yeah, but just there's be careful if your local knee, priest starts the or in Meg's case, the ear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I've probably run uh, off three quarters of your. So audience. hopefully we haven't offended Speaking too many of the last listeners podcast so far. That me and you did. Yeah, I, I hope I offended people listen to <laughs> Out of my eight listeners, hopefully I offended everyone. Ooh, read that description. Not listening to that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, just just gotta get the right cryptozoology thing where people think that there's a large primate the size of oh, I don't know, a horse or taller that. Well, how big are how big are actual gorillas? I thought they were the uh, size gorilla, of like horses. A gorilla can stand they were like anywhere big. from seven to eight foot when on hind legs. No, they don't really move around like that. A Sasquatch, on the other hand, they're talking. You're talking ten to thirteen feet tall, and hundreds of pounds in a bipedal format. Is it possible that an animal that large could exist? In the realm of the world somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. 
but there's so much surveillance on so their much surveillance in the world right now and so many random bullshit encounters you would come across one of these things it would just happen I mean, for fuck's sake, they found a... Not if they're the Sasquatches from the no, uh, X-Files. Because there the was that episode of... Yeah, the ones that are... Yeah, they have like a... They're, yeah. they're like uh, camouflage, but pretty no. much. Yeah. But, I, I mean, they found the coelacamp in the ocean. Something which is bigger, wider, and Watch more you. vast in depth, scope... I mean, to find something that odd in the sea is kind of like dragnetting the sky. There's that much fucking volume. If you can find something like that in the ocean, the probability that you're going to find that on land where you have 150 times the visual acuity and probability, yeah, I mean... You'd, you'd run into nesting areas. We don't find these things. Yes, we thought gorillas in Africa were extinct until they found some on a mountain. But no. they found them by tra- by walking around and goes, hey, look, that's a nature trail. Hey, look, that's a bedding area. Oh, fuck, that's a silverback trying to kill me. Run. <laughs> now, you take a primate... Back to the truck. Take a Back to the who truck. Are usually highly defensive of their family groups and their areas. If you walk up on a fucking silverback when they don't know you or walk into their area and they don't have a some form of knowing who you are or gotten used to humans, then bitches will tear you to fucking half. Now that's multiply the power scale from ape. Like to you know, great ape to super great ape, yeah, basically, you know, miniature King Kong to great ape, something that could probably, you know, a chimpanzee <laughs> has muscles density up to eight to nine times that of a human being. A chimpanzee can literally just tear a human apart like it's tissue paper. Florida, yes, woman got her face ripped off yet. Didn't yeah. a didn't some a chimpanzee chimpa, is a eight times muscle density face ripped off? A yeah. gorilla is not quite that dense because they don't travel through treetops as bad or as much, but it's still a nine hundred to a thousand pound animal that can like do a one handed curl like it's like ah oh, I can pick myself up with my one arm like it's my dick. Now multiply that into a chimp. Or a, a great ape that is thirteen foot tall, doing pinky pushes, has a foot the size of a coffee table. Probably just bench press a car. <laughs> the you would find these things. I mean, it's easier to find wolverines in hmm. Michigan. No. No, I, I, I'm talking about the actual animal which had been pushed out of the habitat oh, wait, that's for decades wrong, has finally started to come back down into the lower 48, and they've been seen on surveillance cameras. Every animal that lives in North America has been seen on a surveillance camera. Everything from mountain lions to wolverines 
to fucking grizzly bears because they come down and eat trash. It's free food. You mean to tell me an animal that is pushed to the brink of extinction would not come into these areas to find free and easy forageable material? You're full of shit. It's like they'd be like cows in Delhi. They'd be roaming the fucking streets. <laughs> but chewy, but chewy. They're, they're smart though. They're, they're smart as us. They might then be smart. Then why the fuck than don't us. they have a car, a house, thermodynamic <laughs> ideas of you know how to produce power <laughs> and destroying the, the international spectrum of the world on their own time? We can't be the only people doing it. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but chewy, but, but uh, chewy, chewy, so, chewy, chewy. What if they what already if it's all underground in the hollow earth? That, that's where all. That's where they all went. They all went to the hollow <laughs> earth, and eventually the the the, solar, the interplanetary sun's radiation keeps the earth crust warm. Will mutate them even further. They will be the size of Godzilla, and that's where they got the monkey for the King Kong Godzilla movie. Those are actually real trained animals. Oh, oh, and not CG. Or what? Or 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 what if we're wrong and the flat earthers are right and the Earth is flat and the Sasquatches live on the reverse side beneath us and they already are technologically advanced <laughs> and they use portals to go back and forth. And they're just surveying us, sort of like wildlife. Or, hunts or stuff. maybe. They're like, look at these stupid humans still scrounging uh, around. Instead of that, Sasquatch are actually <laughs> the aliens that put all the humanness <laughs> DNA together, and it was just the weakness of them. And they put us here, and now they observe us through the dome as a giant science project. And every once in a while, when they see one of these creatures come down, it's one of the aliens that's coming to abduct us so they can anally probe us to see if we've actually started to evolve back into them. <laughs> the fuck? It's like, why are these humans taking so long to evolve? The gerbils went much faster. <laughs> well, at least they make good porn. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the, the very conspiracy theory we can talk about form. is the big dick conspiracy. <laughs> Tiny blonde five gerbils. Chewie has one. <laughs> 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 when are we going to start mass producing these supposed that, that's t-shirts? That's t-shirt right there. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? They're on the Teespring store. Okay. Okay. Right, so go so ahead this one's a doozy. One, this one is called the Time Cube. It was... It was created by huh? uh, I was wanting to hear about, uh, I was wanting to hear about so this. So the time cube was created so, by Gene yeah, Ray Cube uh Gene Ray Cubic. Basically what it is is he states that Earth has four <laughs> simultaneous days within each other. 
Earth has three equators, so it's basically kind of like flat Earth, but you have a you know horizontal, vertical, and a diagonal because that gives you uh, the four points of the cube, or uh, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that gives you the points of the cube. Um, and it's two sex poles and four races of humans per time per side of the per side of the cube of the time zone. And he explained like it's so much ridiculous. It, the the information itself is just. It, it, I watched a uh, I watched this guy do a. Uh, he did a. Uh, he 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 spoke at like an assembly, and you listen to him talk. He's just a crazy old oh. man. He's literally just a crazy old man. He and I quote: he, when he explained the four simultaneous uh, zones, he literally gets to the point where he's talking about, and those are the four points, and he's like, which proves God is a cornered queer. His words: God is a cornered queer. Do what? Because of the time zones <laughs> of the time cube. He says time is not linear; it's cubic. Um, the Earth, uh, he says, uh, there are actually four middays, four midnights, four sunups, and four sundowns. Basically, he states that we are experiencing four days all together at one time within a cube-like, uh, which is within a like. Uh, what's the an abstract cube, right? And humans are like the points of the of that cube. Mm. And uh, he he goes on in one of his speeches to talk about how uh, the four major races are like <coughs> white, black, Asian, and Indian. And how mixing the so mixing the races mm-hmm. is wrong. Yeah. The, the uh in uh the uh India Chewy, the Okay. What was it doing? Yes. Um but the India Indians. Yes. And I and uh You're sounding like you were and, Okay, so just just for just for clarity <laughs> when <clears throat> for you know going forward. If we say Indian, we mean India. Well, I didn't, if yeah, we I mean know, Native Americans, we can say Native Americans. More than one that way, there's, Indian. you know, we have players. It's not just India. I mean, there's a whole realm of there's different. Yeah. Yeah. Punjabi and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so. And and so then he was you, like, you have the four major races that are on each side that are on each side of the cube, which was a justification for the races not mixing. He doesn't take into account Latinos. In his speech, there was a speaker in there. There, there was an uh, one of the audience members raised their hands and was like, "How do you compensate for, uh, you know?" Uh, different uh like other uh well, how did he say it um 
oh, how do you compensate for mixed races? That's what I was looking at, for mixed races. And he was like, you know, they're supposed to stay separate and stay on their individual time zones. And he's like, well, then how do you uh, compensate for me? I'm biracial. And he and his answer was, you're bi what? <laughs> he just well, my thing would have been, well, how do you compensate for that black man in the corner? He's phasing through the time stream. <laughs> and that Hindu over there. And the Asian behind you. And he got... <laughs> you have to just... You have to just listen to him talk. Because he did an interview where he's just talking about this. And while it is consistent to his logic, it's just nonsense. It's just nonsense and he he gave himself his own doctorate like he, he gave himself his own doctorate because of course the scientific community yeah. wouldn't fucking recognize this bullshit <sighs> and he's like he literally talks about how he cornered his own mother and forced her to admit that he was right and that um she was made to sign a paper detailing that she would prescribe to the to the propaganda doctrine because he's like all your educated sciences are wrong this is the one truth this is what like he literally just says that and then he's like i'll give a thousand dollars to anyone who can prove me wrong but of course he's the one who makes the decision on whether he's wrong whether that was able to prove him wrong or not you know what these people remind me of it is just it's Bat shit and sand uh, If you ever get a chance, there was a documentary made about the amazing Randy. I don't know if you know who the man is or not. No, no, no. Uh, the amazing Randy was a magician. The comedian? And in the early color, when did TV gate hmm. color? 60 through 70? Okay. It was also the big, you know, you had all these people claiming to be psychics like and that. have magical, mystical powers and all this other junk. Yeah. But Randy would go on. Randy offered a prize of over a million dollars to anyone that claimed to have psychic <laughs> powers and could then prove that they had them. And he would take these people on national television and this, that, and the other, and he would prove how these people were no different than anybody else because this is how this is. It's a fucking magic trick. This is the magic trick. This is how mm -hmm. I think the magic trick is done. I will then. I will now insta install a Cold control green. measure to see if I can stop the magic trick from happening. And it happened every fucking time. The only problem is with these people, there's no control that you can install that will impede the diarrhea that comes from their fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not allowed to fucking shoot people anymore. <laughs> but okay. So, uh... Mm. So, quick question for you, Gerald. Uh, how much DMT oh, he blitzed the shit out of himself theories. with it? Like, I'm talking about like, he pumped himself so full of it, his body just runs on it now. That was the only way it could survive. 
<laughs> um, to be fair, just to be fair, if he was talking about like higher dimensions, like the fifth, the sixth, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, seventh dimensions, I could even give him some credibility. It's just to this a shit. bastardization. The problem of is the multiple universe theory. That's all it is. Yeah. Not even string. It, it's string has ideas or string it's, it's basically the uh chaos the, not chaos. Oh help me, Jared. My brain is melting. Uh, <laughs> quantum mechanics. It's the uh, quantum theory <laughs> that everything that can happen has happened in multiple dimensions. The probability that you could walk through that oh, okay, that yeah. you could walk through a wall. There is a slight probability within the entirety of the universe that your molecular structure could perfectly align with the holes of the molecular structure of the wall and you could physically pass through it. It is possible, theoretically. Yeah. But in the multidimensional idea that yeah. every probability that could ever happen will happen and has happened Basically, you take that and you dumb it down to paste and bastardize it a little bit more and then fuck it in the ass with some gasoline, you get this time theory. <laughs> gasoline could not exactly. be good lube. Ooh, that's a that, bad that's theory. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> that's rough. No, that's that's a bad day, I think, for everyone involved. <laughs> but yeah, it it is. Um, for anyone who wants to know, who just wants to listen to this time cube nonsense, just to be in shock and awe, there's a very good video on the time don't, cube on YouTube. It's don't. under Frederick Knudsen. <laughs> it's called Time. No, no, no. It's not the guy. It is a guy. This is a YouTube channel that did a basically a documentary like video on the absurdity of it. He's not he's not preaching it and saying it's right. He's he just did a documentary on the absurdity. I, I pose of a question it. to you, to both of you. You are learned. You are learned mm. common sense men of the world who have at least a grasp upon reality. I can agree with. By, I do my best. This is what Some happened might with Flat Earth. You, but okay. People sent people to look at and mock this stupidity. Look at these stupid morons over here. And this one told their buddy, which told their buddy, which told their buddy, which told the birdie. And some bunch in that group of people that told their buddy, "Hey, you got to see how stupid this is." They went there and went, "Yes, they're right." So, I say just ignore the stupid so it doesn't spread like fucking Corona. <laughs> no, Chewie, because that's how you get them. You go, hey, did you hear about this fucking theory? It's so dumb, isn't it? And they're like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And then you cock the gun and you do what needs <sighs> to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
<laughs> like I couldn't I'm get so, there in time. So I tried, but there's nothing I could do. Might as well have been a zombie bite. Nothing I could do. I just had to put. I had to put him down. Oh, <laughs> like, mm. but of course you don't actually do that. But yeah, but that is how you root them out. You have to expose people to this so that you could, so you can find out who goes. That is some batshit insane shit. And then you have the people going, I don't know, this makes kind of a, this, this kind of makes sense. And then you go, oh boy. <laughs> you go, oh, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got for kids. So is that dude, all you got you, for cube? so crazy. <laughs> No, God, not Jesus. Jesus It was God is a cornered queer. It was God. He said his time cube thesis or theory proves that God is a cornered queer. All right, I I have to write that down for for later. (laughs) Oh, hang on one second. (sighs) Well, Chewie, I think your head's going to explode on this next one. That's almost as crazy as people believing that a I'm still here, yes. Are you still there, Gerald? Oh, did Chewie get disconnected again? Well, it shows he's connected, but he is internet. Uh, no, I'm here. Can you hear well, me now? He's having a seizure. Hopefully, he's not. I was trying to find a quote about something that is highly offensive, okay. but I'm just going to let it yes. go. It's not my podcast. I don't feel like burning David's down to the ground. Uh, do you really want to go through and do all the editing again like you did last time with the oh, joke? No, let's let's take a vote. Should we allow it, Gerald? <laughs> Hang oh, on. Give me a hint, then. Y'all keep going. I'll send you the picture. Okay. So... Bye-bye, Chewie. <laughs> uh, I wanted to hear Chewie's reaction when I bring this one up. My next one is Pizzagate. Okay, so I saw Pizzagate. Yeah, explain to me what this is about. Okay, so um, this happened in 2016. It's a debunked conspiracy theory that went viral during the 2016 presidential election cycle. It was extensively discredited by a wide range of organizations, including D.C. police. So, in March 2016, the personal email account of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, was hacked in a spear phishing attack. WikiLeaks published his emails in November 2016. 
proponents of the Pizzagate theory falsely claimed the emails contained coded messages that connected several high-ranking Democratic Party officials and U.S. restaurants with an alleged human trafficking and child sex ring. One of the establishments allegedly involved was the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C. So you might have heard um, about the guy who walked into the pizzeria with an, M- with an a- AR-15 demanding to know where the children are. That's where this shit came from. Or he was he had read this shit and then took it upon himself to mm. go save the children. And it's called Pizzagate because it was a pizza place. Right. Yeah. Kinda like Watergate happened at the Watergate Hotel. So Gamer is that Gate what the was, gate thing you know, is all about? Because I, I heard about you know, Gamergate. Yeah. Oh, I think it started with Watergate. Yeah, started with Watergate, but yeah. So that when they put "gate" on the end of it, I'm I'm assuming that makes it like a a political faux pas or some mm-hmm. something to that effect. Like it's a very damaging thing. So yeah, gotcha. Uh, phones have yeah. So Chewy's phone's having a stroke. So I guess we're waiting for it back. Uh, Uh, hang on a second. Oh, shit. Yes, I can. Just have to copy and resend it. So, like, like all this kind of... Uh, yeah, probably a good mm. thing you didn't say that. <laughs> Okay. When when you get a chance, you can see it in the in the chat. <sighs> but yeah, so like the this happened around the mm-hmm. time where you know Hillary had the whole email scandal, and uh, Podesta Podesta was I think was actually married to uh, Hillary's like top aide, but then he got dinged for I think during that spear phishing attack he got dinged. And, and like they found child porn on his computer, so his wife left him. It was uh, even even Alex Jones spent mm. like hours talking about Pizzagate. Yes. So, in the level of like you you saying that flat Earth was like a was a. Uh, not a dangerous conspiracy theory, Pizzagate was. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know if any of it had a tie-in with Epstein. It probably did. I just, I just don't have that information because I have this pulled up on, on Wikipedia. <sighs> it was not a good... But not a good time back then. But but that that that's mine. Um, so he can find out what he missed. Um, we'll be right back. Okay. So 
I guess go ahead and uh, go with your next one while we see if Chewie gets gets this and then joins us back. Okay. My next one is tame and compared to the other ones. It is the Illuminati in the music industry conspiracy. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Illuminati want my mind, soul, and my body slash secret society trying to keep their eye on me, but I'm going to stay incognito in places they can't find me. These are lyrics from the 1995 remix LL Cool J, I Shot Ya uh, song, which was a beef between Tupac and Keith Murray and Mob Deep's Prodigy. So, basically, uh, in the, uh, I, I want to say it was during the rise of, it was during the rise of Jay-Z, everyone kind of got into their heads after this lyric. This is the lyric that really put it out there for people to cling on, to, to latch on to, that the Illuminati were using the music industry to slowly take over the world because music is so influential. Um, I also remember I couldn't find the actual scene because I remember back when Rihanna had just gotten out of her relationship with Chris Brown because of him, you know, hitting her and then that whole thing happened and they broke up and Rihanna did. I remember it being um, the I like it video where she's dressed in all black leather, like a dominatrix. She has a riding crop. She's got a mask on and there are four guys behind her with their hands behind their backs. And I think they have like, uh, bags on their heads or their mouths are taped or something like that. And it was a big uh, sex song, sex video that she did, right? Um, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the scene I remember in my head anywhere. But I remember when that song came out, everybody was saying how she was promoting the devil and, and da 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 right? It's the Illuminati. It's the Illuminati. It's their symbol. And they did a lot of their symbols with uh, you know, devil horned, and the most prominent one was the diamond, which is one of the reasons everyone latched onto the idea that Jay Z was a part of the Illuminati. Um, especially like it was, uh, they especially thought Jay Z, Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce, um, and Eminem were all part of the Illuminati. Um, oh, don't forget Katy Perry. And because she had that, she had, she had that angle. Yeah, she had the one video where she was dressed up like uh, Cleopatra or something, and yeah, mm-hmm. dark horse, like, like dark the, horse. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the triangle would be the pyramid and the all-seeing eye, which are like all big. they are Masonic symbols. They're Masonic symbols. They've been around yeah. for forever. But they're Most of the founding fathers were fucking Masons. But that's why everyone thought Jay-Z was part of the Illuminati because his big symbol was doing the triangle on during his shows and during his albums and his music videos. He put his hands up in the triangle. Yeah. 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 But did he put his eye? He put it over his eye though. Yeah. Um, Did he he do it? it? He put it in front of his face and put it out. But I would also just like to say one thing. If Jay-Z is in the Illuminati, so is Diamond Dallas Page. Mm-hmm. DDP from the WWF 
is also in the Illuminati because he did the same fucking thing before he did his finishing move called the Diamond Cutter. He'd hold up a triangle in the form of a diamond and break it over his leg. Wow. I was actually, you bring you, since you bring that up, Chewie, I was <coughs> thinking about this too. And I was like, this is supposed to be the Illuminati using the music industry to basically mold the youth into their perfect new world order, right? How come no one in the country music business is being accused of this? And how come no one in like the Christian music circles is being accused of this? It's all the music industry. Because it's the right that's a it's the right that's alleging it. To be a hundred percent honest with you, it is uh, a cultural and a music that white people don't want to be mainstreamed. Therefore, they put some kind of ire on it because the artists are not mainstream white artists. They are people trying to grasp and build their own things and get out from underneath the, for lack of a really shitty word, the yoke of the structure that's already there. Not saying that it's, you know, a white yoke to be bore up underneath, but it's a structure that is not for the artist. Why do you think people are trying to get out of music contracts and building their own companies and going completely solo? just using YouTube to make revenue off their songs. The music company fucks artists in the ass constantly. Well, we, we kind of did a cover of that with, uh, K-pop. K-pop, or K-pop? Uh, yeah. K-pop. I think we did K-pop and J-pop because they're very, very similar. There are very few differences between the two. They uh, Both the K-pop and the J-pop scene both handle their... Uh, I think we did K-pop specifically, but J-pop handles theirs, their idols and stuff the, almost the exact same way. They don't get paid. Mm-mm. And they sometimes come out of it massively in debt to the uh, music industry. Yeah. Well... <sighs> For some reason, I don't know why this, it, it's been this way since it started. The music industry wants to own everything that the artist does. That way they get paid after the artist no longer is a, able to sing or perform. But they still own all the rights to the music and the performer gets nothing other than the touring dollars. So Royalties. No, half the time the music company owns royalty rights. Well, that, that's why they that's own shitty. them. Yeah, that's why they own the masters. <laughs> if you don't own your own masters, the record label has the rights to those masters, and then can sell the rights to those records and your intellectual property to anybody that wants to buy them, or they collect royalties off of the, you know, radio stations playing it. That's why Taylor Swift didn't get on fucking Spotify very quickly because she didn't think Spotify was playing the artist enough per song. So that's why her catalog wasn't put on Spotify for forever and a day. Well, to be fair, Taylor Swift is... Taylor Swiftler, yes. Well, I was going to say garbage, but yeah, you know. Not to alienate any listeners who like Taylor Swift. That's just my personal preference. Well, she has a nice the, voice, but she's kind of generic. She sings about the same things 90% of the time. 
anytime Taylor Swift gets into a healthy relationship, we know in about six to eight months, we're going to get a new album. <laughs> Wait, has she ever been in an actual healthy relationship? Well, the <laughs> only one that I've ever heard her not sing about was uh, the dude that plays Loki. Is she still oh, in that relationship? I didn't know he dated her. Are they still in yeah, that they, relationship, or did he break up with her? No, they're no longer together, but they did date okay. for a very brief amount of time. Just long <laughs> enough for him to hit it and quit it. So is that? <laughs> or for her to suck it and duck it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. So if we were to measure it in a unit, I will dub Taylor Swift seconds. How long was it? <laughs> now I just I see know. the two of them fist bumping and 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 Hiddleston going hit it and quit it and Swift going suck it and duck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have made a meme. I'm so happy. Just suck it and duck it. I hereby trademark this on the Gaming Sessions podcast. Suck it and duck it is a Chewy original. <laughs> he doesn't care if you use it. You just have to pay him royalties. Just give me credit in the Four. byline. Yeah. <laughs> just give him credit. This was a Chewy original. Uh but also, uh, when it comes to the Illuminati in the music industry, uh, I remember a while back, Michael Jackson had uh, It's Black or White, his music video. There's yeah. actually an extended uh, version of it where he leaves the set and turns into a panther and yeah. goes through this series of like doing all this stuff. And there was a guy who did a, uh, a video on it and how he was breaking away from the Illuminati. Like there's a there's a scene where he's like ripping his shirt open and that was him breaking his bonds. And then he, when he turns into the Panther, the Panther is like a symbol of freedom and renewal and a new beginning. So that was him getting away from the Illuminati and, and going out on his own again and being separated from them. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and also in the same video, he fucks concrete. <laughs> There's a dance scene where he's dancing around. He spins around in his little fucking pirouette shit that he always used to do. Grabs his dick, falls to his knees, sodomizes the ground, jumps on top of a car, beats the shit out of the window, turns into a panther, and sulks off into the night. Uh, what they didn't understand the is the Illuminati were the only thing keeping Michael in check. <laughs> well, he got with Elvis Presley's daughter. That bitch just sucked the sense right into him. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, um, also, with the music and Illuminati conspiracy theory, go ahead and talk about the, the ones that have been suspected of being killed by the, the Illuminati. Yeah, anyone who has died prematurely, like Prince, um, who was the... Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Whitney Houston. Tupac. Yeah, Tupac. Tupac Jeffrey is Epstein. not dead. Yeah. <laughs> Tupac keeps making too much music to be dead. Fuck you, Tupac is not dead. I don't remember them ever saying there was a body. If there's no body, we can't confirm. Oh, no, there was a body. So, he was fucking shot from smithereens in the car. But, yeah. 
was he unrecognizable? So was it so it's Star Wars theory then? If there's not a body, he's still alive. Yeah, Vader's still kicking around. It's good. No, no, there was a body with Vader. Oh no, but uh, they like burnt Han- that shit up, so there's no body left. Mm, but he's also a Force ghost. Yeah, he's yeah. a Force there's ghost that. now. Everyone's a Force ghost now. So, haha. Oh, okay. So, um. Yeah, so there's there's been alleged it's been alleged that you know really famous artists that died did you know did so because the Illuminati was like hey we want you to join us so you can further our cause whatever whatever and they were like nah fuck you and then they ended up dying of mysterious circumstances or they were a part of it and tried to get out of it and got killed in the process. Yes, uh, they used Yoko Ono to control John Lennon, and then when he went too far, they shot him. I believe it. Hmm. I didn't even (laughs) think about that. (laughs) I don't know. Her timing of showing up like she did was a bit too perfect. She showed up, (laughs) tore the, the lead songwriter away from the group, and then made some really weird records, and then... I don't understand why Yoko Ono is famous other than the fact she used to fucking suck John Lennon's cock. That's exactly she why she's famous. Just like Monica Lewinsky. She's not <laughs> attractive. She's not. Just like Monica Lewinsky. I would rather talk <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I mean, Yoko Ono way back in the day looked like some bitch that escaped the hack asylum and stuck a fork in a light socket. As I love Asian women. I have a, a very large weak spot for Asian women in my soul. But I've never seen Asian hair look like that. It was just so is that another terrifying. Illuminati conspiracy? I don't know. I just I've never understood Yoko Ono's pop culture back in the day, and she's not really relevant now. But every once in a while, she pops up just because she was the last one to have that cock in her. Mm. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, if I mean, well, physically and literally, Ringo Starr has been more of a moving force in musical history than Yoko fucking Ono, but you know more about that cunt than you do him. Well, I know he he was the drummer of the Beatles, wasn't he? Second drummer of the Beatles. They fired the first one. Mm. So there was George Harrison, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, John Lennon, and who was the fifth one? There was a fifth one. All right, so just those. Yeah. It was uh, basically two rhythm, uh, bass guitarist rhythm, and two rhythms and drums. It's only four of them. And, and Lennon was a songwriter. Well, Lennon and Paul, they all wrote songs. Harris most wrote most of their stuff. But John was, a song, was also a songwriter and had a really amazing voice. Um, Ringo did a couple songs, but he really didn't sound that great, but he was a good drummer. He kept great time. Uh Collectively, Uh they made a lot of good stuff, but Harris wrote most of the big tracks, I believe. 
for them. Uh, I think I can't remember if Hey Jude was after John died or before John died. Because mm. Jude was John's That's... son. And Paul wrote that. Hmm. These are the burning questions we must have answers to. Yeah. Tell, tell us in the comments. <laughs> that I can't so, read. So, so Chewy, mm. uh, you missed, you missed my second conspiracy theory because of internet issues. Mine was Pizzagate. Oh, have you heard the new <laughs> one? Have you heard the new one? Um, they no didn't kill himself. No, they're no longer hiding. They're no longer sex trading children. What they're doing is they're cutting the faces oh, the... off of girls and wearing them, and then drinking their blood to retain the youth of them. Supposedly, there's a video of Hillary Clinton removing a child's face and wearing it like a fucking second skin to absorb the youthful vigor of her, then drink her bodily fluids to renew her soul. I swear to God, they take old fucking tired vampire myths and just tweak them a little bit, and here's your new bullshit. Hmm. Why, why didn't so, you just do it like Duchess Carlotta did and fucking slit the bitch's throat, hang her upside down, and bathe in it? I thought that was Anne Boleyn. No, Berlin was Henry VIII's wife that sucked his dick while he was yeah, yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So what? Uh, that marriage up. No, Amberlynn was no, basically a... Amberlynn was the only woman that had any sense. Henry was a lecherous flanderer, and she would not fuck him allegedly until he got a divorce and married her, making her the queen, and then she fucked him. He because and. Because none of his past wives could bear him an, an heir. Right. Yeah, okay, that and guy. A male heir. Yeah. Mm. So she was playing yeah, so her he... cards to get the, in there, but she wouldn't give herself to him until he got a divorce and made it legal. Then she'd fuck him. Mm. Henry's not a smart boy, is he? Uh, his family mm. has ruled England for a couple hundred years now. Yeah, but we've seen it doesn't take smarts to rule. It just takes enough stupidity uh, to barrel Elizabeth your way in the there. second was his daughter. Or Queen Elizabeth, okay. the one the, the 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 one that ruled over the golden age of Great Britain. Yeah, that was his young. Elizabeth the first? Yes, that was his daughter. Uh, okay, so so we're we're getting a little off topic, but that's fine. My understanding is the current royal family is the Windsors. So yes, was they are no. So was King Henry a Windsor? Henry the Eighth was a Tudor. Tudor, yeah, yeah. So just a just a quick. I don't think they're Windsors. You know I fact, think that's Windsor Castle you're thinking about. Um, I don't, I don't know. No, it's but, uh, interesting bullshit. Yeah, but interesting fact for the listeners: uh, the current royal family of England is not actually 
English of English uh, origin. If you didn't know that, I got a better conspiracy theory for you. That some people think Elizabeth was a man. Oh yeah, well I'll raise you one and say there was no Elizabeth at all. She was a hologram or a lizard person. No, no, I'm, I'm being honest. There's people who looked at Elizabeth never took a husband, never had any children, and all the pictures of her. She's always, you know, when she took on the moniker of the Virgin Queen. She had her face painted completely white, and they say she may have been hermaphroditic or just a man, one or the other. So we're talking about Elizabeth the first. Yes, Elizabeth the first. Okay. Not Elizabeth the second, uh, the frumpy one that's still nine hundred and twelve years old that's ruling England right now. <laughs> the frumpy one. Oh, it's a good thing we're not in England. You'd probably get such a sternly worded letter. Uh, the queen wrote me. I'm so happy. Oh, and fuck, these things hurt. Hmm. No, my but, headsets uh, are not functioning with my phone, so I've got a pair of fucking earphones in, and they're the old school Apple-looking things that have the weird shape on them. It's, AirPods? Yeah. They hurt. Mm. I don't know how you wear these things without fucking making your ears bleed. Very carefully. And with as much lubrication as possible. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. They hurt. <clears throat> mm. So do you have a so my last one was Pizzagate. Chewy or Gerald's was the Illuminati music conspiracy. Do you have one for us, Chewy, to round it up? Uh, the election was <laughs> stolen. Yeah, I have that in my honorable mentions as well. Every year. All right. All right, so uh, go ahead and, and give us your honorable mentions, and uh, if something strikes us, we'll talk about it. Uh, all right, so my honorable mentions are chemtrails, also known as SLAP, Secret Large Scale Atmospheric Program, which would produce water condensation oh. trails, and this is what they believe would produce water condensa uh, condensation trails which contain chemical or biological agents or contain a toxic mix of aluminum and strontium barium. Which I didn't look yeah. up what was. Um, it's what's two... making the frogs gay, <laughs> right? Well, no, that's the uh, chemicals in the water. Now, unless those come from the chemtrails, then we can. I guess getting, we can. That's how they get dispersed. They're getting dispersed into the clouds, and then they rain down, and it makes the frogs gay. Just ask Alice Jones. No, I, I, I'm. I brought him up uh, during during my short stint with PizzaGate because. I will admit I listened to his show, used to, and he he talked about it a lot. And yeah, he's also talked about chemtrails too. And uh, that now that's not to say that that conspiracy theory isn't valid because in Vietnam they did seed the clouds with uh, what was it? Some some kind of crystals. I forget what they are to make it constantly rain. 
it was a weather no weather modification no 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 well well do do instruct us oh oh knowledgeable um bearded that's a good that's a conspiracy theory i've never heard of in my life about seeding clouds and they had a program that they wanted to try to figure out a way to disperse hurricanes with certain chemicals that would, you know, maybe break down the structure of a cloud. But I've never heard that they seeded clouds and nom. Where'd you get that one from? Uh, just drug it up from the back of my mind. I forget where I heard it. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to look into that one. Um, do you have harp on your list too, Gerald? I do not. Uh, mm. We talked about a good couple of the ones I have on the list, like ant- the Antichrist thing. Uh, we talked about the stolen, the rigged election processes, uh, COVID-19. Uh, another honorable mention is global warming. Uh Another honorable mention is the racism or white genocide conspiracy theory. And that's the one which states that uh, immigration, integration, low fertility rates and abortion are being promoted in predominantly white countries in order to turn white people into a minority or cause their extinction. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Deep state refers to an unidentified powerful elite who act in coordinated manipulation of a nation's politics and government. Um, And that was actually being said about Trump's administration, that it was a deep state. Well, no. Uh, Well, my understanding of it was he was trying to combat the deep state, not that his was, well, depends on which side of the... Depends on which side you you talk to. His side was like, they're trying to combat it. The other side was, no, he he's the deep state like he, he him and his cabinet are the deep state so yeah, yeah depends on which side you talk to and those were all my honorable mentions uh, so i'll i'll mention then i'll mention harp which is was uh oh god no I, hang on i should look this up but it, it actually just came to me when you were talking about honorable mentions so give me a moment mm-hmm Hold, please. Mm, don't worry. Everything is being done simultaneously four times, so you got time. <laughs> <laughs> and and God is a cornered queer. Yes. <sighs> uh, All right. So so it's the high frequency active auroral mm, research program. Like harp is. What's that? Oh no! I was just thinking that one statement that God is a cornered queer is such a lesson of kids don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like that's your only goal in life: don't be an asshole. And then, and then the whole but what about me, sir? I'm biracial. You're by bi what? Yeah, it's just. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, there's a so Harp is a project that directs a 3.6 milliwatt signal in the 2.8 to 10 megahertz region of high frequency band into the ionosphere. The conspiracy is that Harp is being used to control the weather, you know, create earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, whatever, whatever. 
or it's or it's part of the whole global warming conspiracy too i bet because uh i just i just saw this here um heating the sky with harp as a youtube video and harp is located in alaska and what what is on the other side of the ocean where alaska's at anybody bueller bueller um, Sarah Palin, Russia. <laughs> so we come full circle back to Vladimir Putin. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, just let me go ahead and take my tinfoil hat off. Okay, I'm good. All right. Any other honorable mentions? Either Gerald or Chewy. There's so many random stupid things out there, dude. I just I can't I can't count them all or locate one in my head right now that would you know just be jumped out and said aha. Hmm. All right, I'll give uh, two honorable mentions that I mentioned to Gerald. I kind of brought one up already, but I'll say it again. So like the, the Anunnaki, the space lizards and listeners, if you'd like to go to a website that's super trippy and you might have to, uh, if you, I suggest doing it on a computer, that way you can, um, you know, click and highlight all the text that you can't see. Uh, the website is called, uh, it's, L H O H Q dot I N F O. It sounds like a lost, a lost Island record. Uh, well, it's called the laughing horses orifice headquarters. Laughing horses orifice. Which yeah. orifice are we talking about here? Well, I guess the one that can laugh. And I guess that depends on your definition of laughing. But uh, I heard about it on the Stuff They Don't Want You to Know podcast, so I decided to look it up just for the hell of it. Uh, listeners, if you are sensitive, photosensitive to flashing lights, or if you, know, if you have any kind of um, affliction that can give you seizures when it comes to flashing lights, do not go to this website. Those listeners that can, I'd recommend giving it a look. It's very interesting. And those are my honorable mentions. Hmm. So shall we get wrapped up with final thoughts then, since everybody seems to be on? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good place to go ahead and wrap it up. This section alone has been quite a while. I think it's been quite a while. Uh, let's see. So just to wrap it up, uh, the new iteration of Mulan is a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> Hannibal is still good. Um, Looking forward to the next episode. Mandalorian is still good. It's cracking a little bit in this episode, but looking forward to the next episode. Hopefully they clean that up. Um, It's a little better. Like I said, I watched the next episode and a half. It's a little better. I've watched them all. Well, of course you have. Uh, um, As far as can, I won't say 
conspiracy theories are just complete nonsense. Even the Illuminati thing, there actually was an actual Illuminati uh, secret society that was created as a direct opposition of the Roman Catholic Church. and uh, But they disbanded around 1787. They were fighting off the Roman Catholic Church because the Roman Catholic Church was tr- exerting too much control over scientific and philosophical thought. Basically, they uh-huh. were outlawing what they thought they needed they Jesus wanted to outlaw and, and whatnot so it's not like the illuminati didn't exist but they didn't exist in the way that people think they do and they don't exist anymore so conspiracy or theories are fun little thought processes but don't put too much stock in them think for yourselves do your research usually you'll find most conspiracy theories just don't hold up um but outside of that that's all i got Okay, how about you, Chewy? Uh, I haven't watched Hannibal, but I'm, from what I hear from y'all, it sounds great. Apparently, CBS is putting out a Starling TV show to go along now. Hmm. Of course they yeah. are. Um, the Mandalorian, I think this was a weak season because I've watched the whole thing, but it does finish strong. Mm, oh, yeah, it does. From what I've seen. And oh. It, Provides much hope for future good shit in the end credits of this season. Uh, another, uh, something I forgot to mention in, in us talking about Orion. Is it just me or does it look like Gina's gained some weight? Gina's always been heavy ever since she quit performing. The only movie she's only been close to her fighting weight at was Haywire when she first got out of the UFC. But she's oh. always been a big girl. I mean, look at Deadpool. Well, I mean, like, like between, mm. like, like even in this new season, it looks like she's getting a little heavier. Not, not that I'm, you know, not that I'm complaining or anything. I just, I just, I just kind of oh. noticed. Okay, David, I suggest you track down Gina Carano and tell her to her face that she's getting fat. Don't Depends. threaten me. A good time. How many times will she step on me? This is important. (laughs) (laughs) You you may not get stepped on, but you may lose some teeth. Eh, Just as good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so. um, So for me, I'm still enjoying Hannibal. Uh, I, I think it's good that I decided that we just talk spoilers and interesting stuff for Hannibal instead of breaking each episode down, you know, breaking it each episode down bit by bit. So that gives us more time to talk about, you know, Mandalorian, which is like Gerald had said in our messages, it's a shorter season. So we can, we can spend more time talking about it, but we still have, you know, two and a half seasons to go probably for Hannibal. Yeah, I just have one complaint about all the Disney Plus series. Is too woke? Too short. Their episode <laughs> format is too short. About the time shit starts getting real in Mandalorian or getting good in Mandalorian, the fucking episode's over with. And they don't release the whole thing at one time. They if, ah, It needs to be longer than 30 minutes. Yeah, well, that's how they hook you, though, Chewy. That's their conspiracy. I don't care. It's horrible <laughs> storytelling. Make it fucking Supernatural was an hour long. Make fucking this an hour long. 
Mm. If the fucking CW can put out longer content that's just as good for less fucking money, the fuck? Get your oh, shit together. That actually reminds me that you bring up Supernatural. Did you see that the uh, star who plays Sam in Supernatural started his own show? Yeah, we do. Yeah, and people are calling it a discount good. Walker, Texas Ranger. Ranger, because, yes. He's, yeah. he's on another show. It's not that good. He's because he's going, supposed he's to be take... playing Walker. No, he's not is it, playing Walker. Is it is it supposed to be based off Walker, Texas Ranger? And if it is, why? No, he, he is a Texas Ranger, but his wife was killed or girlfriend was killed or some shit so he's a broody messed up guy trying to raise a be in a family unit and deal with his weird form of PTSD so it why is, is it called Walker very, then because his name is Walker Chuck Norris did not trademark the last name of Walker he should have he should have <laughs> but he didn't so they can name other characters Walker I don't know why you would name somebody Walker because it's a dumb name Walking is much better but Walker no mm. yeah but I was yeah. I had heard that on the radio since we don't have cable anymore I was like oh please it's on CBS me. yeah but it's like Dean went to fucking Texas. <laughs> the, well, not only did he go to Texas, he also wound up on fucking The Boys. Mm, Gerald, that was one you it, said I needed to watch, right? That's yeah. one I said everyone should sit down and watch. Yeah, he becomes the character Soldier Boy or some shit, which is funny as hell to me. The name. Hmm. I keep expecting to see some skinny black guy going, ooh. Right. <laughs> Superman, that ho. <laughs> Superman, dad, ho. <laughs> Jeez. God, that was such a shit song that everybody It loved. was far more successful than it should have been, but it was catchy as hell. And it's kind of like the thong song that caught on. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I bought that album in 2000 when it came out. <laughs> Everyone did. <laughs> that tong, 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 tong. Stupid as hell, but catchy as go. fuck. <laughs> Watch where the booty go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was catchy. Maybe I'll just like who that. let the dogs out. <laughs> that needs to be an episode. I'd love to hear you two recount the '90s of stupid, catchy songs that infected the universe. We can do it. Put it on the docket. I got no problems with it. There are lots. <laughs> it's not like there aren't lots. It wasn't me. Said she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. Said she had me on camera. Wasn't me. So should we do like, don't break my heart. My egg and break oh heart. I just don't think you understand. <laughs> what's more, what's so bad about that one is he was never able to recapture that ever again. No, that's <laughs> not true. That's not true. 
Really? He, oh yes, he is on Old Town Road. Yeah, he is. That Old Town Road song that Christy likes it. Yeah, he's he's on that too. Yeah, he's on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that was written Old by Road. someone else, though. He's just collabing with it. Well, who says he wrote Achy Breaky Heart himself? Correct. Right, but As he's he the primary singer, though. He's not co- he's not collabing with another singer. Someone wrote the song, and he went on stage and performed it. But right. the but one you two have are t- to admit the the size of Old Town Road dwarfs Achy Breaky Heart. Well, right, but he's but not he's the main proponent. So even he's just he's... featured. I When I right. said he was never able to capture that again, I meant he was never able to do another album himself that he performed on his own. Not that he was... Because fe- there are a lot of artists who get featured on other people's stuff, but I wouldn't attribute the fame of that song to them. Okay, I, I I get the the box that we're going with here. I'm just saying if you extrapolate, say a quarter of the percentages of that song, he gets almost to the height of Aki Breaky again. <laughs> well, he yeah, gives, the the song is seventy five percent of the credit to what was the guy's the 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 gentleman's name we wrote it. Uh, uh, I have no idea. It's a young black dude. Uh, uh, I can like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to oh. call him Little Boy or some shit. I don't know what his name is. Well, uh, he was Little Nas, Little Nas X, Little Nas, featuring it. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, but it's Little Nas X, and yeah, but- Little Nas X was never able to capture that again. <laughs> he was like, I'm still gonna be making music. I'm still and I watched his next music video. It's garbage. <laughs> He's like, gonna be a one hit wonder. Oh, he already is a one hit wonder. <laughs> he already is. Well, I heard something the other day and I kinda watched a piece of it on YouTube and I can't believe I'm fixing to say this. Everybody's entitled to their opinion on music and what they believe is awesome. Apparently, Snoop dissed Eminem a couple months ago on a a video chat with like uh, the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and it pissed him off. And M did a little diss track, and Snoop done a little diss track back and forth. <sighs> Oh, goodness. But Snoop Dogg, I will say this here and now, was amazing in the 90s. Snoop has not been relevant since 2000. He hasn't well, put out shit since 2000. Well, what about, and neither has well, and Eminem hasn't been relevant recently, even though he keeps trying. M has put <laughs> out more music than Snoop has, sold more, sold more albums than Snoop has. And one of the few people that is, well, I'm going to sound kind of stupid. I won't say that because that's probably not right. But he he has stood up in the paint for black artists, black music, and hip hop, and 
stuck his flag in the ground and said some really sh- harshful shit to the people in power, but I don't understand how somebody can... Uh, I'm losing my point in my head that I was going to make. I don't know why it's evaporating on me. Snoop has <laughs> been getting into fights with a lot of people. I think he... I honestly am starting to think he's going a bit senile in his old age. He's getting up there in age. He's starting to give a shit less. He... All the weed might actually be affecting his mind. <laughs> but he's been starting up beefs with a lot of people recently. Well, I, like I, I agree with his take on mumble rap. Mumble rap is shit. I mean, Whoa. all the brothers sound the same. They're not saying shit. You can't understand what they're fucking saying. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It's trap rap catchy. <laughs> but they're not saying shit. Mm-hmm. There are literally no lyrics to this song. It is just mouth <laughs> sounds and music. <laughs> What? And the kids are all like, this is amazing. It's like, yeah, we should have just gotten rid of you guys and tried again. (laughs) Raindrop, drip drop, something in the crock pot. What the fuck? West Street, left street, up street, down street. Which street am I on? Y'all don't know. We them boys. Bars. (laughs) Bars. <laughs> Bars. Uh, I mean, oh, I mean, I enjoy good lyrical music, and I also enjoy just good beat. But oh yeah, that reminds me. Touch- uh, Little Wayne was also said to be part of the Illuminati as well, and immediately I was like, was- "That makes sense." But <laughs> I was like, "Well, that makes sense." But I think he was also pardoned too. He was. What what the hell did he do to get a jail sentence? He, Should I ask? He had gun he got caught with some guns again and it was going to get him like twenty five to life or some shit. And then what? he got on that Trump dick, baby. Oh, Trump gave him a pardon. I mean I mean after a little Wayne blow job, you kinda have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what is so hard? Said little John. <laughs> like, literally, yeah, all, all the money in the... As much money as he needs. Not all the money in the world, but as much money as he could need. What is so hard about getting your guns registered under your name so that they're legal? Uh, is he a felon? Because he's a convicted felon. Oh, well, then... Yeah, I was going to say, felon? Well, don't be <laughs> driving the fuck around with him, you dumb fuck. This, like, and if you're going to drive around with him... Don't do anything that would get. Well, that's not necessarily. That's not necessarily plausible <laughs> everywhere. I was gonna say, don't you do shit remember, that would get you pulled. You're right. I was gonna say, don't do shit that would get you pulled over. And then I was like, well, there are certain areas. There's nothing he can do about that. That's completely outside of his control. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in an urban he's in a severely urban area in a limo like, he probably stole it riding in but, the back of it let's pull it, him over and check his id so i have so solution first off get yourself a white driver because white man camouflage <laughs> right and well, then who, who was what comedian did that because <gasps> 
I don't think that was a comedian. That was just me. Because whenever I'm riding around <laughs> with one of my friends who's white and we pass a cop and we just go right by, I always say, man, white people camouflage works every time. And we just bust out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, second, you have money. Hire you some dudes who can legally own guns and just have them with you. As you have bodyguards anyway. Just hire some who can legally have guns to protect you. But you gotta have that rep, dog. That rep, that rep, important. Well, this you is the have thing. That Japanese kabuki theater going on, baby. Nah, but this is the thing, though. Since they can legally own guns, they can bring more than they can use. So if something pops off, you can just grab one, and then you're self. Then it's self defense. Yeah, but you don't look cool without it shoved in your waist belt, baby, where you can flash that shit like it was your dick. <laughs> I mean, you're that's right, all but the way still. Really is, you that, it's your dick's like, son, look at that. <laughs> that thing's huge, baby. Look at that piece. Sorry. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need two <laughs> hands to hold this motherfucker. <laughs> I have officially derailed the ending of final thoughts. I haven't seen <laughs> Well you, anytime you're a guest, you have to succeed at least once. So we'll give you that. <laughs> I am sorry. I don't mean to do this to your podcast. Well, like you said last time, I do it to yours. So I guess it's it's fair, fair trade. Yeah, but the thing is, mine has no rules. You you actually spend time and research shit and have a structure and a plan. And I'm like, hey, watch this. This will be great. Here's a cliff. Off we go. Hold my beer. What is this? We're driving off the cliff like Thelma and Louise. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <sighs> but uh, any other final thoughts then? Anyone? Bueller? Oh, that's all I got. Bueller? Then on that note, send us off. All right. Well, once again, thank you for joining us. You guys have a good day. Continue having a good week. Continue being safe out there. And remember, don't be a dick. <laughs> and beware of shrub sluts. Well, just, you know, know what you're getting into. <laughs> protection kids always wear protection and then the shrub sluts are fine <laughs> alright have a good week everyone hopefully we'll see you back next week later Bye. everybody